Art and Bold Fit Podcast. Art and Bold Fit Podcast. Okay. Welcome to another episode of the Art and Bullshit Podcast, the podcast by artists for artists and art lovers. I am your host from the West Coast, James Geralds. We are recording. We're back here in Fresno, California. It's episode 56, We in the Mix, fresh back from the 206. Let's get some announcements out the way. All right, smoke it if you got it, drink it if you got it. You know it's really good. Announcements, we still got books for sale. Drop the price down. To make it more economical, it's still just as phenomenal. We still got shirts on the Teespring. So if you want some of those paintings on some quick joints, you can get off. There you go. We still have paintings for sale also. And we are in the tail end of preparations for the Patreon. So hold tight. That's coming at you. We got some crazy benefits in the hopper. So yeah. Shout out to the listeners on Apple holding us down. Cats over on Spotify. You know it's really popping. Three niggas on Google. Y'all pretty much got fired. And what we're going to do is we're going to give a shout out to the ladies. Instead of the three niggas on Google, ladies was popping. Okay, first time listeners was cracking. Returning family members. Pull up a seat. You know where the fridge is at. Mm. Last but not least, I'm sipping on this, uh, man, I got this vessel right here, iced coffee. This vessel is made by Asp and Hand, handcrafted glass out of Bellingham, Washington. Check them out on Instagram, Asp like the snake hand, like your hand, Asp and Hand. Shout out to Eli and Blair Hansen. Also, have some respect for your artwork. Put a bad kin on it. You know we rocking with the casinos. It's casine like the street in Italy. All right, let's do this, man. Okay, so who do we have here? They read the uh, they read the description, but go ahead and introduce yourself, player. Ah uh, man, pretty much everybody knows me by uh, Sora Thr, maybe Verse, maybe Yellow. I had to change up the names a few times in my career, but we'll get into that. Okay, so I have to hit you with the first question because the art and BS, you know, the the obstacle course, we have this question. And what was your first memory seeing art? Mm, You know, I don't really know. It probably was some like macaroni art in elementary school. Mm -hmm. But I do have like a really distinct memory of the first time I saw graffiti and that was i was riding the the bus like i'm from seattle so i'm riding the seven through the south end and i go and sit in the back of the bus and it's just like grilled with with like black pilot and you know i couldn't read any of this at all i'm probably like in first grade second grade i'm super young but it left an impression on me so that definitely was a very early memory for me Mm. and then so how did the so you're in first or second grade what's popping during that time give me your give give me the story man what was happening well shit i mean this is pre-internet first of all so none of this exists um pre-internet pre-computer well i mean computers are around but it's very early um you know what i mean it's just it's just kind of like the tail end of of that era so you know i caught like the you know where you basically were your kid and you know your parents just basically kick you out of the house every day and they're like go do something 
you know what I mean? Just get out of the house, go ride your bike, um, you know, go walk, go meet up with your friends, do whatever. You know what I mean? Go find you a patch of woods and go walk through those for a couple hours. Come back when it's dark, you know? Mm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, I remember getting my first bike Christmas, whatever. I'm like, I don't even know how old I am. But anyways, man, I got a bike. And then after that, it was on. Like, <laughs> you couldn't tell me anything, man. I, I figured out where all the corner stores were. You know what I mean? And so I'm, you know, I'm stealing candy and you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm trying to like, you know, figure out how to make some money. So I'm like doing this and that, you know, mm-hmm. man, I was heavy like this. It's like third grade, fourth grade. I was heavy into lowrider magazines. So I was Ooh. getting those, bro. And like, man, you know what I mean? Just seeing like a really clean painted car. It was crazy, you know? So that's really what it was back then, man. And, um, I mean, you know, around that time, I think like, like NWA was like it, it it had ended, and basically it was like the Chronic and and Doggy Style were like the biggest records out. So it was a it was a fun time to be alive, man. Yeah, yeah, the nineties, man. That was like the I remember being in California, man, and and the Chronic hit, and and it, it definitely, yeah, it, that was a whole vibe. But you know, it also was around that time too, because uh, this is less about me, more about you in a second. But Ice Cube, Predator, and Lethal Injection were really <sighs> iconic albums. Oh yeah, oh yeah, bro. I just saw. Okay, so basically, I just worked like crazy overtime because COVID shut everything down. I can't take my family on vacation, whatever, you know? So I was like, forget it. Let's get to the money. But man, I went through and like listening to all those albums, like, you know, like death certificate, the lethal injection though, man, I remember my brother had that. And that, that, that whole album is crazy. Like still to this day, that, that thing is wild. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, definitely, man. It was a good time, man. Like, you know, Pac, and this is, it's important to know, like, this is like pre Wu Tang, pre No Limit, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like, cause that definitely changed things too, like musically. But man, it definitely, like, like getting back to kind of like the streets, like, I mean, you know, Seattle has this reputation for being like hella chill. And for the most part, it is. But man, you know, like, so I grew up in South End and, um, yeah, that shit was fucked up, bro. Like, all my classmates, like, in elementary school, you know what I mean? Everybody's in a gang, you know, their older brother, cousin, whatever. You know, so they come to school and they're really little whoop, whatever, you know. And it was wild, bro. Like I remember like going to school in this one neighborhood and it was like, you know, the Holly guys were over there, so Crip, right? And then you mm-hmm. would go, you know what I mean? I remember like I did this after school program like just a couple blocks away, and then it was Pyrus over there. And it's just wild, man. Like you go down and then, you know, you, you go, you go uh, to the other neighborhood and then it's all folks, you know what I mean? So Damn. it was, it was crazy. Like it was, it was a lot of like gang pictures and just, oh no, like you go back and you see some, some pictures of me in elementary school and like, we're all throwing up gang signs, bro. So <laughs> like it was, it was a cold, Damn. it was a cold time. You know what I mean? Like you're, you're really, and now that I have some more perspective, I'm older, like I have a family, I have a son, you know what I mean? Like, I look at it and I'm just like, damn, like the shit we were doing when he was, di- you know what I mean? Like, as my mm-hmm. son gets older, I'm like, man, we were on one, you know, like, mm-hmm. it's just crazy. 
Like, yeah. like even like the dudes who like were break dancers, right? Even these guys were in gangs, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, mm, shit. like, like, like the gang would go from like selling crack <laughs> to then like they go to Rainier Beach at the late night and they would break dance and shit. But really, it was like it was like on some for real. Like, we're not we're not gonna shoot it out or fight it out right now because you know the older homies who are like putting this event on. You know, shout out to you know DV One. You know what I mean? Like, really trying to make something happen for the young kids. But, like, really, like, the shit was fucking violent, man. You know what I mean? Like, I, I remember distinctly as a kid, like, going to sleep, you know. So I lived close to this, like, big train yard. And, you know, it was, like, train horns and, you know, occasional gunshots. You know what I'm saying? Like, shit was wild, bro. So, yeah, glad it's better. Because <laughs> times was kind of fucked up back then. Yeah, man. Yeah. That's crazy. So, so and, and you know what? The thing that really sticks out to me, though, hearing you talk about the landscape of Seattle with you with gangs migrating to Seattle, the gangs that you named, I'm like, okay, well, you have the Pyrus from California, but then when you say like folks, and you're referencing like gangster disciples, GD, that's a Midwest mm-hmm. thing. So people were these gangs were migrating from everywhere up oh, to yeah. seattle oh yeah well what what happened mm-hmm. is so you know i talked to my dad about this and he was like listen you know seattle's always had this reputation where you know you could come here and you could raise a family and if you were black especially like so i just finished watching this like multi-part lecture series um if you're curious uh you can take a look but professor quintard taylor at the university of washington he did this multi-part lecture series on the history of the african-americans basically from the end of slavery to um actually to the year like 2000 so like he covers like a lot of time and you know it's like an hour and a half two hour lecture every time six parts or whatever okay but what he's really talking about though is like seattle really was like you could come here as a black person and like get a job and you could buy a house, not everywhere, but you could buy a house and you could generally raise your family in peace. And there were also a couple policies in place that made things a little bit easier, you know, versus like, you know what I'm saying? Like I still have like hella family, like in the deep, deep, deep South, Mm -hmm. like, like, man, you can't like, listen, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like they still shoot up the Emmett Till signs in that town. You know what I'm saying? Damn. So like, yeah, shit's real out there. So, you know, you come to Seattle and you're like, man, this is great. You know, I can join, um, you know, I can, I can pick up a trade, you know what I mean? I can get like a decent paying job and I could have a life, you know what I mean? And so a lot of these families, you know what I mean? You come out of this kind of post great migration era, and, you know, they look around in Chicago, like I got a lot of family from Chicago. They have moved out of Chicago. I still got some people there, but they're looking around and they're like Cabrini Green or fucking lakes and trees. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. It's, it's, it's a South really side is no joke, man. It's, it's a it's a it's a real simple equation. You know what I mean? And like, so they're out of there, you know, like they're not going to move to fucking Geary. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, that's real. that shit's even worse. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? And. If if your choice in Chicago is GDs or Vice Lords, you know, which my older cousins all are, right? Yeah. They're mm-hmm. like, shit, let's go to, you know, let's go somewhere else. Let's go to California. Let's do that. 
But then see the problem is is that they they brought all the gangs with them. <laughs> so yeah. so we literally have like all these gangs. Like I've met every type of gang you could even possibly imagine. Like <laughs> I ended up going to some pretty fucked up schools, man. So I've met <laughs> you know, I've been I've been in a classroom with GDs and vice lords and people making up gangs and shit like that. You know what I mean? But yeah, man, mm-hmm. it was it was a wild time. That's Seattle though in the nineties. Mm. Wow. So uh, okay. The, the the picture that we're painting right now is you're in elementary school, your friends are in gangs, you're throwing up gang signs and photographs. How does that and how where do you go from there? Well, I mean, you know, so my dad is like a old school hustler, right? Like mm-hmm. old, old, old school hustler. So, you know, from the south all through the Midwest, you know what I mean? New York, all of that. Like this dude was just like an old hustler, you know, and just anything that he could make the money with. So if, if the thing with if if the money in that moment was heroin, like he was he was he was moving heroin, you know what I mean? If it was cocaine, mm-hmm. it was cocaine. So, you know, being that he he was that dude, you know, and he had some wisdom to understand that he had basically fucked up, you know, almost his entire life. He was like, Listen, bro, like you you can't really, you can't afford to like fuck around and like be in the streets, you know, like take my word for it. You know what I mean? And so from a young age, like he kept drilling this into me to the point where it was like annoying. You know what I mean? Like that's that, that's that like black dad experience. (laughs) Yeah. That's real. That's real, man. But he was really trying to save, he was trying to save his son from making the same mistakes that he did. You know what I mean? And it would be years later when I found out that like this dude was literally like on the run from the FBI, like my whole life, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like literally, literally on the run. Like it's wild. Like I watch like mobster movies and, you know, you listen to these rap songs and they're like, Oh man, you know, feds tapping my phone and you hear these clicks and beeps and all this stuff in the background when you first pick up the phone. No, that's like my life. Like that, that's real shit that was going on in my household. You know what I mean? So like, it's crazy. Like you pick up the phone, like you make a call, you know, clearly they recognize my voice, you wait a couple seconds and then you hear a click and okay, cool. They got off the phone. Cause it's not my dad. Right. Wow. Um, it's to the point where like this dude literally showed up one day and was like, he showed me this birth certificate. And I was like, who the fuck is this guy? Why are you showing that? He's like, no, that's my real name. Like, yeah, so oh, shit. yeah, bro. Damn. Yeah, like he's like, yeah, the name you knew me as is not even my real name, bro. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. So like you know, it, he, he was trying to really prevent me from doing that, and he could see how easy it is to 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 get it. You know what I mean? It's like when shit's fucked up, but you know what I mean. Like the dude, you know what I mean. Your your homie's older brother is like pushing like a nice three series. You know what I mean? And he's got he's got everything you're looking for. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it's there for you. Like I remember, dude, I still have this. So, you know, getting back to some art shit, like so I had this assignment in the fifth grade, you know what I'm saying? And they were like, Here, here's some magazines, make a collage. Bro, I went and picked through every single magazine, the whole collage. It's like a six, seven part collage, bro. This shit is like <laughs> Rolex watches, BMWs diamonds gold you know what i'm saying like it's it's like low riders and shit you know what i'm saying like the whole thing bro cover to cover 
covered <laughs> to fucking cover, laminated and everything. So I still got it. You know what I mean? And like, mm. so I think he could see that. He was like, listen, like this guy, this guy could either be like a cold hustler like I was, or, you know, I could push him to go to school. So at some point, you know, I mean, I'm listening to my dad because, you know, I see the end result and I'm like, well, I don't want that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there's got to be something else. So for me, like, you know, I was ready for something else. You know, I probably could have done really well in sports. You know what I mean? Um, but, you know, I never got put into any sports, no sports at all. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, you know, it was really just me and my environment. And I remember, like, you know, um, my brother, like, left the house, like, one summer night. You know what I mean? This was, like, 94, 95 or something like that. So he, like, left the house hella late at night. I'm like, where the fuck is this guy going? You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. so he did it once and then he came back and was trying to be all quiet and sneaky and shit. I'm like, yeah, all right, bro, I got you. So he left the house the next, like, whatever, a couple of days later. And I was like, shit, let me see what this guy's doing. So I just followed his ass. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like 10, bro. You know? <laughs> Damn. So I'm like, fuck it, bro. If if we're on a night mission, we're on a night mission. You know what I mean? Like, whatever. So it's like, you know, it's like me, my brother, and my neighbor. You know what I mean? Like, just this little, this little neighborhood we grew up in is on the same block. You know what I mean? And they're walking. They find me and stuff. I was like, fuck it. I'm coming with you, whatever. And they were like, fuck it. Let's go. You know what I mean? If that, if they were going to, you know, shoot somebody, if they were going to, you know break into a house if they're going to steal a car that would have been the mission it just so happened that these guys were going to do graffiti wow and i don't know how i don't know how i still really don't know this i should really hit my old neighbor up this dude so he wrote blur right and i really should hit him up and ask but like i don't even know how the fuck this dude got like a he got like a spray can art book or some shit you know what i mean it was like subway Mm -hmm. art and spray can art he got the worst one. He got the spray can art. So it had a bunch of like weirdo shit in there. You know what I mean? But <laughs> no, it's no diss, but I just I like it's that raw though. shit. You know? I like, real. I want it's that real. raw. Give me the subway, man. I need to see the Broadway letters, you know? Yeah, yeah. But yeah, man. So he had one of those books and I was like, what the fuck is this? But all I knew is that we were like on a foot mission. We're walking, you know, we go to the nearest school, you know what I mean? And these guys start painting with some like banner red Krylon, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's so, real shit. Yeah, bro. With the like the you know what I mean? The so the the little like the bubble logo they have where like you when know, they were turn like three D. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I'm like so I'm like stock tips. You know what I'm saying? We don't even know what the mm-hmm. fuck tips are, right? So I'm watching these guys do this and I'm like, yo, this is crazy. And then like, so they hand me the can and I just like wrote some shit. I don't even know what I wrote, bro. But at some point I caught my first tag and I was like, yeah, this is dope. We can roll with this. And mm-hmm. um, man, it was on, man. You know what I mean? <laughs> like it was, it was on and cracking after that. Um, it was, it was definitely a mission to do more graffiti and it just kind of evolved from there. Mm, so, Okay. After that, was it a situation where you and your brother, like, did you guys have, like, a a tag team sort of thing, or were you doing it separately, or how did that work out? Well, I mean, you know, my brother and I, we never really got along, I mean, you know, to be real. But, yeah, I mean, you know, we was both with the shit, so I was like, well, you know, let me fuck with this guy. 
And then, you know, the older homie Blur was like, so these guys were like two, three, four years older than me. So, you know, I was like, all right, well, Blur's trying to paint, you know what I mean? So let's do this, you know? And he was like more active. And plus he was like really trying to like get on some style shit, you know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So he was kind of like the dude who had, I mean, he was the best of the neighborhood, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. For whatever that's worth. So got you. But, you know, like these guys were like, at some point, you know, like just kept painting and painting and painting. You know, you go from tags and then maybe you try outline. You do a little filling or whatever. Well, you know, this guy, Blur, he's trying to do a piece. Well, these guys, you know, they they, they get the great idea of like, yeah, we're going to do like a blockbuster. You know what I'm saying? Oh, shit. So like this shit was crazy. So, you know, of course you know, you're young, so you gotta, like, stack up some supplies and shit to really pull this off. And you're fucking with this, like, watery-ass Krylon, you know what I'm saying? So, Mm -hmm. you really need to, like, come through. And uh, this dude picked out a spot, you know, so we, we, you know, we didn't live in Georgetown, but our neighborhood was right next to Georgetown. So, we used to go down there and shit and paint all the time. And, you know, Georgetown's big for, like, that's, like, the main, what's the only, like, North north-south route for trains right so you you know you get your bnsfs and all that stuff through there and they had a little wall paint you know picked out you know what i mean and like the shit was like i can't even really describe it but they, let's just say this it was like a like 50 degree slope all loose <laughs> dirt okay like you literally cannot walk up this shit it's it's that fucked up anyways <laughs> So, like, you know, it's some shit that I would snowboard down, put it to you like that. (laughs) All right. And then, but, but, and then, so then you're painting the side of the freeway. It's like the foundation of the freeway. And it's like a really nice, like, you know, 15, you know, in spots, like maybe 20 foot high wall. And, you know, for whatever reason, there's like just enough of a like dirt path at the very top. It was like basically like standing on a ledge, you know what I'm saying? So we're all spread out. It's like four of us, you know, we're trying to paint this thing, man. You know, we're just, we're just young and dumb. And like you, you have these aspirations and you don't know how to fucking execute them. Mm-hmm. That's real. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like you had the energy, but you don't have the wisdom. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, real. Yeah, little, little homies, man, you know, you gotta, you gotta fuck with somebody who has the wisdom, you know, cause otherwise you're just expending a lot of energy with no real product to show for it. Anyways, man, we're painting this shit. You know what I mean? And it's taking forever, you know, again, stock tips, you know what I mean? It's like, dude, shit is not going well, but we're doing stuff like this, man. But, but let me, let me finish this story real quick. So we're, we're midway through and there's like, uh, there's like a road that like, I don't know, it's probably like almost a mile away. But anyways, I just see this cop car like stop in the middle of the road. Like there's literally no reason why you would stop in the middle of this road. <laughs> and he just stops. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, this is crazy. Why is a cop stopping? So I point this out to all the homies and I'm like, why is there a cop right there just stopped? And they're all like, fuck it, bro. Just keep painting. So I was like, all right, word, let's go. But I said, all right, well, if the cops come, I'm about to get away and I'm about to run across the freeway if they come. Like, I know they're not going to follow me across the freeway. So let's get it. Go back to painting. So we're like almost done filling this shit in again. Banner fucking red. Who the fucking banner red? (laughs) 
The banner ad fill in is crazy. Dude, it takes forever because this shit is so watery. You know what I mean? Like, you couldn't fucking do white. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, that's a little bit better, but. Yeah. I don't know, man. It, it, the only worst color you could choose was that yellow. What was that? Like sunburst Ooh, yellow? Sunburst yellow, yeah. What sunburst yeah. yellow. That shit That's was what it was. So, so fuck. It was like transparent, basically. Yeah, it is. You you really had to put a white undercoat under that mm-hmm. and then put the yellow on top to well, use What it. am I doing? Painting a fucking house? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> come on, man. This is some illegal shit. You know what I mean? We're trying yeah. to get in and get out. So anyway, but they did step it up with cherry red, to be fair. Yeah, that was that was definitely well. I mean, if you really want to get down with it, like I don't know why we were even fucking with Crylon in the first place. We should have been True. on the rust though. True. Yeah, but anyways, man. So we're painting this shit, and what do you fucking know, man? These cops come out of nowhere. Now I didn't really realize this, but there was like a way you could get to the wall from the side, right? So imagine like you're either running down this like extremely steep cliff, basically with loose scree or, you know, this side that these cops approach from. And of course, you know, this cop was stopped in the middle of the fucking road because they saw that what we were doing, you know what I mean? Somebody reported. Mm-hmm. So I was like, fuck it. The only way to go literally was to run across the freeway. And what are you fucking? So, man, I get up there, man. I'm in a daze. My heart's beating and shit. Run across the fucking freeway, make it, drop down this like 10 foot fucking, you know, drop. Little, little do I know, like, so I basically, like, if you can imagine in your mind, like a big rectangle. So I start from one corner, right? Mm. And then I run lengthwise, and then I do this short leg, and then I got to run lengthwise the other fucking direction. Where does that lead you to? Basically, back right back to, to where yeah, you exactly, started. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah exactly. <laughs> so I look over there, and I'm like, oh, shit. Like, I literally just ran in a big-ass circle. But, you know, honestly... You know, pro tip, that shit works most of the time. So, <laughs> so listen, man. So I look over, I look, I look to the other side of the wall. I don't see anybody. So I just fucking, I just bolt past them. But the thing was, is I had only made it to the middle of the freeway. There was like an off ramp splitting the north and the south round, um, north and the southbound lane. So I was really in the middle. So I just like dipped out and I had to run across the fucking northbound lanes. So, <laughs> <laughs> and that was like I don't know man like it was crazy cause like you do this shit right mm-hmm. and then you get away and then you're just like you're home you know what I mean and I remember sitting out in front of my house and like everybody kind of like rolls up and they're like yo you got away you got away yeah I don't know what happened to homeboy shit didn't look good <laughs> Yeah, you know what I'm saying but then like you know what I mean like you're all sitting there and, you know, we're smoking cigarettes and shit back then because, you know, we ain't had no common sense. And fucking, <laughs> you're just sitting there, you're like, I can't even believe we just got away with this shit. And then you just, like, go to sleep at some point, you know? And I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't know, man. Like, that was, it's not like getting chased by the police is fun, but, like, at the same time, it was, there was definitely an exhilaration to that, man. Yeah. So, you know, I, I just, I don't know. I just kept going. Kept going and kept going and kept going. Right. So you and Blur, you guys kind of clicked based on definitely your your output. Him being wiser and and older. Um. So so then how did so where where did it go from there? Man. Well, you know. So so my brother and Blur, they 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 had this other homie. You know what I mean? Um. 
So they made this crew, man. Corny ass fucking name, but Madness After Dark, M A D. So these guys are like, they got this little crew. They all go to the same high school. Keep in mind. Wait, like, Mad K? Yeah, bro. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Wow. Okay. All right. Continue. Continue. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but anyway. I just never knew. Yeah. I just never oh, okay. put it together. Okay. Oh, go yeah. For it. Well, basically, yeah. That's that's my brother and Blur and, um, uh, you know, the homie Danny. And so anyways, mm-hmm. man. Well, and um, actually, so there was this other girl that lived in our neighborhood, too. Her name was Angel. She's dope. Okay. Angel uh, 179. So she's still painting. You know what I mean? So she's really, really, really good. Um, but basically, yeah, I mean, so they, they form this little crew. I'm the little homie. So, you know, at some point I get down, whatever. But the thing was, is like, I'm about like action. You know what I mean? And so I'm really trying to paint. You know what I mean? And at some point, these guys was really trying to like get on some like super hip hop shit, which, you know, of course, like whatever, like that's the, that's the business right now. But, you know, I'm really not trying to break dance. I can respect it, but you know, it's just not me. You know, I'm not really trying to sit here and listen to these guys freestyle because they're kind of whack anyways. I'm really trying to paint. So at some point, man, I hit middle school and, you know, again, I'm from the South end. So I go to middle school and, um, you know, whatever. So I had, uh, I'm playing basketball and shit, you know, a little like young kids shit. And so eventually I like challenge these guys from the, from the central district, um, to a game of basketball. There's like five of them. I was like, whatever, nigga, let's play. So I have all the like super corny white guys on my team. Cause I went to <laughs> middle school, like on the other side of town. So on, top of, on Queen Anne, right. Mm-hmm. It's basically like an all white community, you know? So again, peep that Quintard Taylor lecture. You understand. But anyways, man, so, like, I'm going to middle school there. I'm only going because they got a snowboarding program. And I was like, yes, that, that shit sounds fun. Let's do that. So, you know, I go and, um, you know, we're hooping. And we just start beating the fucking brakes off these guys. You know what I mean? Like, we're up hella points. And I start talking shit. You know what I'm saying? Anyways, we get into a little scuffle with the one dude, the homie Miguel. And uh, so what are we into a little scuffle? We keep playing, whatever. And, you know, next week I'm like, yeah, fuck them niggas. You know what I'm saying? But then dude sees me. I got a black book, right? And it's like uh-huh. lunchtime. And I'm like doodling in the shit. And he was like, yo. He was like, hey, you you do that graffiti shit? <laughs> and, I <was> like, <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yeah. He's like, yo, let me check your book out. He's like, yeah, this shit's dope. This shit's dope. He's like, yo. He was like, listen, man. Listen, bro. Like, I, I fucking write too. You know what I mean? So... <laughs> Whatever. He's writing. I don't even remember what he wrote back in the day. But anyways, um, he was like, listen, there's this abandoned school in my neighborhood. You should come paint. So like, whatever. You know, we go and paint. I remember the first day I went, um, I went over to these guys' neighborhood, right? So it was uh, the homie Miguel, but then he had this homie, um, this guy wrote Maze. So these guys live in the CD. So I go to the CD, man. I'm not even really thinking about it. And I had like a blue and black Helly Hansen coat. I got blue jeans on. And I had some basically all blue um, Nike running shoes. I don't even remember the model. But basically, I'm wearing a lot of fucking blue. <laughs> right? But anyway, so the dude, the dude, Maze, mm-hmm. man. Yeah. Um, this dude, I didn't even fucking know because it's not my neighborhood. This guy's in like an all-blood neighborhood. 
<laughs> all blood. Damn. I get off the bus, you know what I'm saying? And like, <laughs> niggas is like, what's up, blood? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I keep marching through, you know what I'm saying? And then I get to, you know, the homie Maze's house. And he like looks me up and down. He's like, yo, I can't believe you just wore this shit in my neighborhood. <laughs> like, <laughs> how the fuck are you still here? You know what I'm saying? Damn. <laughs> anyway, so like I hook up with these guys, you know what I'm saying? And um, you know, these guys were trying to paint. So, you know, at first, you know, it was really, you know, me and the homie Miguel. Then, you know what I'm saying? It was me and the homie Maze. And like me and Maze, man, we just like clicked up, you know what I'm saying? So like he was really trying to get at it. And so me and this guy really just like we start doing these feelings, you know what I mean? Like we're hitting the other neighborhoods and shit. We're really like walking around. You know what I mean? Like we're we're like cool, like we're gonna start here. We're gonna walk six miles to go paint downtown and then we're gonna walk back home. You know what I mean? And I yeah. bomb the whole way. The whole way. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So we really start getting at it and you know, we kind of get a little name for ourselves, you know what I mean? Like keep in mind, like you gotta understand, like I'm not kicking it at like a writer's bench or like the writer's block. I'm not, I don't really like graffiti still on some, like strictly some like neighborhood shit with me. You know what I mean? Mm, Like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And like the guys that eventually ended up kind of like lightweight mentoring me back in the day were like THCA guys, you know? So these dudes really, man, if you look at it now, like these dudes got either fed cases or they're like drug traffickers, you know what I'm saying? So they're really just doing graffiti on the side, you know what I mean? That's some like side shit, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, so that's really what it was, you know, like, so I'm still in this like neighborhood mentality, you know, keep in mind, like, you know, the overwhelming, it seems like the overwhelming bulk of the graffiti writers, you know, they're really from like North Seattle, you know what I mean? But I don't really fuck with the North end like that. So I'm just like keeping it really, you know, it's just really hood to me. You know what I mean? yeah so you know whatever man i hook up with these guys from the cd you know we start painting and we form up this little crew well these guys really put me on their little crew omk so anyways we start painting and like we just start doing more and more shit you know what i mean like we start to bring in the freeway spots you know and we're doing this and that and eventually like you know me and Maze, like we're painting freeway signs and shit like we're really getting at it you know what i mean and so yeah, it was it was a live time, man. That was about like I say, like ninety eight. Um, it was a good year. <laughs> I have to say Damn. that it was a good yeah, year. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, bro. So, so then the OMK phase. After that, was it one of those things where you know naturally some of the graffiti writers in the crew they they weed out, and then there might be a few of them that you keep running with or how did you make that transition to the next era? Well, what I found out by this time is, you know, I basically outlasted everybody. Like, I don't even know. I think that's my graffiti superpowers, like stamina. Mm -hmm. And so by this time, you know, like all the, the, the mad K guys, these guys all stopped. They're on some other shit. You know what I'm saying? So Mm -hmm. I'm hanging with the OMK guys. You know what I'm saying? This is where I meet a young answer. You know what I'm saying? before he's really even doing anything, you know, mm-hmm. we, we're taking this guy out painting, you know what I'm saying? He, you know, he's criticizing me cause I'm smoking cigarettes running away from, you know, security guards and shit. And he's, 
You know what I'm saying? My my how things change. Yeah, exactly, man. Yeah, man. Rest in peace, though. That's my dude. Yeah, rest in peace, answer. But yeah, man. I mean, what can I say? Um, I, my thing was just to just keep painting. Like the shit was live, you know. And the thing about it is, man, is like I really enjoyed like the mission planning and the execution of it. You know what I mean? Like that was mm-hmm. really my thing. So like you see the progression to like you know, bigger and bigger spots, more and more blatant shit, you know what I mean? And like, just getting real active, you know what I mean? Like, I remember I came across and um, I racked some graffiti magazines. This is after like, kind of the OMK guys, like, whatever. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They found some pussy and shit and they were like, alright, cool. Like, you know what I mean? Like, whatever. <laughs> I'm already like, nigga, to catch up, niggas. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right, <laughs> right. But anyways, man, so like, Uh, yeah i'm like you know i'm kind of like in downtown at this point you know what i mean like this is when i really start fucking with downtown because blur at this point he graduates high school and so he's going to the art institute right so this he meets up and he he meets um he meets gamble danny gamble you've had him on the show yeah um the homie noel um you know he was going there and you know and a couple other people oh shit um no, we can't talk about him because he ended up snitching. But uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think it's getting no love. Um, but anyways, you know what I mean? So we just started meeting up with people, man. Um, I'm in downtown Seattle. I find this new stand. It's right by Blur's house. And um, they got graffiti magazines. So I was like, Maybe we about to boost all of these. So like, you know, once a month or so, I'd, you know, hit the stand up real quick give me some magazines and like, I remember I got this one. I, I don't know if it was like a, it must've been 12 ounce profit. Cause I think they were really the only ones at that point. Yes. When 12 ounce profit was a magazine mm. and you had the mail order shit, <laughs> you Damn. know what I'm saying? A hundred fat, a hundred New York fat caps for whatever. Yep. You know what I'm yep. saying? That those were the days, right? So they had some cost and rev shit in there. And I was like, yo, these guys are really doing this shit with rollers and bucket yep. paint. And I was like, yeah, I got to try that. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. by this time, I'm like on probation again, you know? So my PL was like, man, all right, what do you want to do? And I was like, well, you know, I'm trying to get some money. You know what I'm saying? He was like, all right, cool. So I remember, man, it was like, I'm going to, let me back up real quick. So I'm going to this middle school by this time. I had gotten kicked out of the Queen Anne school for, you know, selling things and smoking things on campus and, you know, mm-hmm. beating people up and all this shit, right? Mm-hmm. So, whatever, man. Um, I get sent to this school and I actually just looked at my court, my court paperwork and it's literally was like the judge like sentenced me to this middle school, right? So, it's called the STARS program. And what this was, this was like literally this was like the worst kids in the district got sent there. Mm-hmm. Like literally the worst kids. So, I mean, think about it, right? Like a judge sentenced me to that school. Now, Damn. keep in mind, right? This school is located inside Juvenile Hall. You wow. know what I'm saying? Like, Shit, it's, so it's, that's the prison. The that's the school. The prison yeah, fucking bro. pipeline, man. Listen, there's bars on my windows in the school. The, the 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 administrators of the school are the two probation officers for everybody at that school. Sheesh. You know what I'm saying? So the shit was real wild, right? So I'm going to school and like, 
they're like these kids, man. They're like stealing cars and driving them to school. Bro, we're like fifteen. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's wild. You know what I mean? Like No Limit Records is out, so everybody's bumping ice cream, man, and mystical and shit. Mm-hmm. And they're like, yo, I'm like these selling crack. Everybody's got a gun at the school. You know what I'm saying? Like there's like for real, like kids are like damn near getting shanked and shit. And keep in mind, our probation officers are right down the fucking hallway, but we smoke weed at that school every day. That's how fucking crazy, man. Listen, bro. Yeah. Listen. Savage. You know, I mean, just, I don't even know what to tell you, man, because it's really like, it got to be to the point where like the probation officers were like, listen, we know you guys smoke weed next to these bushes, but that's literally like the parking lot of juvenile hall. And we keep getting complaints from the from the workers about you guys. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like that's really how it was, bro. Like this shit was crazy. You know what I'm saying? So, anyways, man. Like I, basically everybody who went to that school ended up like like getting gun cases, shooting people. You know what I'm saying? Like hella crazy dope cases. I shit was crazy. But anyways, my PO was like, "What do you want to do?" And I was like, let me get a job. And he was like, cool. You can't legally work. That's how young I am. You can't legally work until your birthday. So my birthday rolls around that next week. He's like, cool, go work here. So he gives me this job at, um, it was called Panels for Progress at this time. The irony, it was, it was some sort of like quasi anti-graffiti program. You know what I'm saying? It was like on some like hearts and minds, like, you know, psychological influence shit. It was like, listen, you can paint these murals legally. You know what I'm saying? Down here. But me, I'm thinking crime all the time. So I'm like, oh, you just gave me the keys to the castle. So I'm getting all this equipment that I don't have. Like the really expensive, like $80, like roller extensions, like the steel ones. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. So, you know, that extend hella far. I'm like, listen, you just right. got me that. And then you go in the paint room and it's like, oh, like Home Depot's literally just giving you guys like 200 cans of mist tint. So now Ooh. you just gave me, you just gave me everything. And you got, yep. you got the roller naps and the frames and shit. You know what I'm saying? The good ones, the good naps. Oh, yeah, bro. Big fuzz, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The high texture coat shit. So... <laughs> So me, I'm like, shit, okay, like, you got to peep, though. I'm like 15 and a half, and I'm like, all right, cool. It's time to do lo- rollers everywhere. So I I get real good at those, man. And, like, we just start doing those everywhere, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. you know, it was just it was just a fun time to be alive, man. Like, and, and around this time, too, you know, the KYT guys, the KYT DTC guys that come to town. And um, so they were really, like, painting, you know. Like, they were really, really, really getting it up. Like, it was wild. Like, I'd go down to any yard in Georgetown any fucking night, and, like, I'm running into Jabber or Vex. Like, those guys are just in the fucking yard that much. Every time I'm in the yard, you're in the fucking yard, too. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's to the point where I'm, like, walking down the street to get into the yard, and I'm seeing this dude, Jabber, just do outlines over every part of the train car. He could, he's climbing up on the bars, on the door, you know what I'm saying? The ladders. And I'm just like, yeah, all right. Yeah, I see you. You're active too. You know what I mean? So it was good, man. And like, we're right in the middle of all that. But at the same time, you got to peep like, you know, we're like five, six, seven years younger than all of these dudes. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So, 
you know, I don't know. I think that got a little respect, man, because, you know, eventually I would come to find out that basically, you know, I'd meet people and they already knew who I was. You know what I'm saying? There you go. So, you know, because, again, you know, you got to peep. Like, I'm not really socializing with any of these dudes. You know what I'm saying? Because really my big homies are doing this. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I'm not really trying to do that because I could see the consequences. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, shout out to all my homies. But, man, listen, a lot of you guys are fucked up on drugs right now. You know what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. I can see the end results. So I'm trying to stay away from that. And I'm just really going all in on the graffiti. You know what I mean? So yep. that's just what it was, man. That's fucking. And, and to to your point, I'll tell a quick James story. Mm -hmm. So when I moved to Indianapolis, I met a guy. For the guy who actually introduced me to Jason, uh, mm. he he moved from San Jose to Indianapolis, and he was and we were all fucked dude. at that point, like juniors or seniors in high school. He was like like a fanboy of KYT, mm. and I had never heard of Puzzle or Vex or any of those dudes. But he was like he had their tags down. He was like, "Yo, check these styles out." So he, yeah. <laughs> right, right. So and so here is the thing. So fast forward, I moved to Seattle, and then I get to see real KYT shit in person. Right, and it's like, oh, I like the shit was so crazy. I understood why he was so enamored with them because I'd never seen walkouts before GK. Mm hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Well, you know, the the he's got a real famous one. So, I mean, you know, GK, obviously, he's from L.A., but that one in Bellevue that he did, you know what I'm saying? Like that mm -hmm. shit was like he left the gym for the whole mm -hmm. Northwest. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Him in power, man. Like. But I'll tell you, though, like. So it was interesting, like Seattle it seems like it came in like phases. Like I think from what I hear, you know, and you know, you know, everybody likes to spin a nice tall tale from what I hear though. Like the city was kind of live way back in the day. Like, so you like 89, 91, you know, people are really painting that I'm going to be honest okay. with you, man. Like I was around observing shit as a kid, you know what I mean? Like, 93 94 95 like i'm seeing everything at least in my part of town and like the graffiti wasn't really happening you know what i'm saying mm, so like the, the big homies in my neighborhood again the thca guys so you know low keys care bent you know what i mean like these guys is really getting it in man um you know eventually like i would make my way to the north end you know every once in a while you know they had a little gasworks wall you know shit was like all right but mm -hmm. you know at the same time like I don't know, man. It was active, but it really wasn't. And I'm going to tell you, like, definitely when I was getting it in in, like, 95, 96, 97, like, the shit was pretty much fucking dead until KYT came. You know mm. what I mean? So, you know, shout out to those guys for really, like, jump-starting Seattle. I remember Jabber, man. This guy really set the shit off with, um, he did, like, 15 inside-out Jabber heads, like, broke into this building. So it's the building where, uh, what is that place? Something ginger downtown. But anyways, wild ginger. Maybe that's it. Okay. Anyway, so he's doing the inside out heads. And I'm like, how the fuck are you painting inside out on the, you know what I mean? So at this time, yeah. I, I had enough mural experience to where I understood like layering and colors and like all this, mm -hmm. you know, again, like 
I'm I'm thinking about, you know, how to do something. I'm like, how the fuck? Like, this shit was crazy. You know what I mean? Like, he really brought shit to a whole other level, you know. But what I would come to really understand is, like, these guys had just traveled around a little bit. So they brought the best flavor of whatever was happening where they were and brought that shit somewhere else. And you're like, oh, this is, like, some real shit right here. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, so, like, the L.A. guys with the walkouts and the freeway signs and the ledges on the freeway. You know what I mean? Like, they brought a little bit of that, too. So I kind of caught on to that myself, you know, so... We ended up painting the uh, the Jose Rizal Bridge. That's the green one that goes from Beacon Hill to Chinatown. You okay. know what I mean? We ended up painting that one a couple times, man. The coldest one, though, like a lot of people might not even know this, but this shit ran for like 15 years or something like that. Dude, we painted that shit in the daytime. Damn. So we there's a there was a spot inside the bridge. Right? So you like look up and it was like basically you know like so a composition of one of those you know bridges is like you have these these basically these really tall i-beams you have the outside beams right but then on the Mm -hmm. inside you have those support beams well there was one that had kind of like a pipe running on the lower third of the wall so you could like literally shimmy out there and you could have that pipe like behind uh behind your shins so i was like this is hella stable so i was like (laughs) with all the homies i was like hey (laughs) Let's do this shit right now. Ain't nobody gonna see. So we paint that shit in the daytime, bro. Damn. Shit ran for hell of years. <laughs> but yeah. yeah. But listen, man. So after all this shit happens, like ninety six, well, I say ninety ninety eight, ninety nine. Mm-hmm. Graffiti in Seattle basically shut down, man. So they had this law that if you were a business owner and you had graffiti on your property for more than three days, you could get fined like a hundred dollars a day or something like that. Sheesh. And like the city committed millions of dollars, you know, millions of dollars in the in the in the uh you know in the late nineties to just like graffiti abatement. You know what I mean? And then um mm-hmm. dude, I'm gonna tell you right now, like this was an era where like if you did like a freeway spot, you're lucky if that shit ran three days. Lucky. Whoa. You know what I'm saying? Like you get lucky. Um so it was just a weird time because this is, you know, kind of like my most active period, basically, right? Like where, mm-hmm. well, I would say where typically most people, you know, who come up writing graffiti, you know, that like end of high school era, you know what I mean? Like you're really trying to get it in. But dude, it was so fucking hard to get over at that point. Um, but yeah, man. So, you know, we just had to, we had to change the approach. Mm-hmm. Um, you really couldn't get away with like any big things anymore. So that's when we started painting all these cutty spots, man. And so at this point, you know, all the OMK guys that fell off, well, they really fell into some pussy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Let me just, let's talk, let's talk about that for a sec, man. Cause it's just so funny to this day. These guys <laughs> clown me so hard, bro. I was like fucking bitches back in the day, whatever. Right. And they're like, Oh, you know, whatever. You know, meanwhile, like, you know, I got bitches in middle school. They're like giving me hugs and shit in the hallway. They're like, yo, did you really just, did you really just do that? I'm like, yeah. And I was in that. <laughs> and I was in that. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. why I'm here. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so anyways, at some point, at some point, like these guys find some put, and they're just, bro, they, they're beside themselves. Like they couldn't focus on anything else, man. So <laughs> anyways, it's all good, bro. Damn, damn, damn. It's all good. So, you know, um, all these guys have fell off, but you know, I would like, roll up to their school it's like eighth grade i'm like in the bad kid school or whatever i like painted like these giant blockbuster throw-ups on the school like everybody knew it was me <laughs> 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 you know what i'm saying and like 
it was one of those ones. This is when like everybody discovered silver, so we do like the big silver joints. Oh yeah. man, that was that was a cold night, bro. Yeah, yeah, man, that was a wild one. I think we were like, I think I was like sixteen and a half, and we drove mm. to that spot too. Yeah, mm. we, we 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 took a car and drove to that spot. So I'll just leave it at that. But. <laughs> Man, like that, that shit was so hilarious. I had dudes like years later, they're like, yo, 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 like I keep I remember that shit, but they painted it over like in like three hours, but I still saw it. And I was like, Yeah, all right, bro. <laughs> Shout out yeah. to the homie G Bear, man. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, bro, like so so basically like the graffiti shit was crazy. There was this graffiti detective. You know what I'm saying? He really like this dude had a hard on for graffiti. You know what I'm saying? And, like, he was just a fucking weirdo. So, like, he would literally, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, he was literally on some, like, almost like some stalker shit. So, anyways, he had his job, and, you know, I slash we had our job and whatever. I'm going to tell you right now, though, that dude in the city were winning. So, at some point, I was like, all right, well, we can't really, like, you know, doing these big throw-ups and these outlines and, and, and big tags and all this shit ain't really happening, you know? So we started painting on these cutty spots. And around this time um, is when I met uh, the dude. So again, you know, Blur, like, I'm, I'm like, well, he just sees like a fixture in my life. That's so funny. I eventually hooked back up with this dude. And he was like, yeah, come meet these homies over here. You know, we got this new movement going. It's called I and I. Like, we're trying to paint. Like, these dudes are really about it. You know, by this time, like, Everybody in the city knows who I am because I'm, like, really putting in work. You know what I'm saying? And so I was like, whatever, let's go paint. So the funny thing is, bro, like, <laughs> now you got to understand, I grew up next to, like, a huge train yard, right, Boeing Field. Mm-hmm. Like, this shit was, like, seven, eight lines deep of, of parked. It was like a layup. You know what I'm saying? So I'm seeing everything come through. You know what I mean? Canadian trains, everything. So I'm, like... I really like get down with like the freight shit, you know what I mean? It was even to the point where like even the KYT guys who would like really like paint that yard because quiet as kept, they actually lived across the street from the train yard. That's why they did so many trains. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So listen, man, like I was in that bitch so fucking much, you know what I'm saying? That I was like, fuck it. I'm about to catch this tag right on this telephone pole in the fucking train. You know, that's a big no, no. Yeah. Yeah. Ain't nobody say shit to me about that. It's <laughs> my yard, fool. Ain't nobody say shit to me about yeah, that. You know yeah. what I'm saying? They brought it up. Like, yeah, I saw that tag you did. And I was like, yeah, I bet you did. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, listen, bro, I had been in that fucking yard since I was like 11 years old. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, like, you really can't tell me shit. And I still got the flicks to this day. I pulled hella cars out of there, you know man anyway so but yeah man so i go and paint these trains with these i and i guys you know Mm -hmm. so they're like all right let's paint so they're like i'm painting with these dudes and these guys like where the fuck did you find this guy like dude's got cool style but like i hand him some caps and he's like what the fuck is it what the fuck is a new york thin the fuck is a phantom like what what is this orange dot i'm like yo goofy ass who the fuck I like literally like look at Blur and I'm just like yo like who the fuck is your man right now you know what I'm saying like it's really right, right. shit like that like like just 
you too if and, and first of all you're too old not to know at this point you know what i'm saying <laughs> right so i'm like the little homie literally like putting these like you know 20 something year olds on the game like i'm like man this shit so i was like all right like that's cool and all but like you know whatever like you guys need to spend some more time in the oven baking you know what i'm saying yeah. like your shit ain't right you know proof your role first you know what i'm saying <laughs> But eventually, like, we do hook up because, again, like, you know, I'm really trying to paint, like, all the time. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. um, at some point, these guys are like, all right, let's paint. So I was like, all right, cool. So, you know, it's, it's me, it's Blur, it's Scale, and it's Dude Rebel. So we're just painting a lot, man. And eventually, like, you know how you kind of, like, form a crew, like, in the business world, you know, they'll call this synergy. Um you know, young kids today might call it a vibe, but like, man, like we really had that shit going, you know what I'm saying? And, and, mm. and when that's at its best in a graffiti crew, it's like you're in constant competition with everybody else in the crew. And, that's real. you know, what it is, is like, it really makes everybody better because you have to come like every single time you paint, like you got to come bigger and better, like cleaner, bolder, like more colors, whatever, you know what I'm saying? And like, that shit was real. And like, we really had that for, you know, a couple of years. So like, I don't know, it's like, I say like 99 to 03, like that's a good, that's a good run, man. And like, I'm going to tell you, like we, we literally, you know, we're all older and like, you know, I was still living in the South end blurs living in downtown Seattle scales. Like, you know, he's in, he's in the North end and revels. He bounced around a lot, you know what I'm saying? Cause he was, he was growing some other things, you know what I'm saying? So he mm-hmm. was kind of moving around, you know? And, yeah, um, yeah. So, you know, so we're, we're doing our thing and bro, like, you know, so because of everybody's living everywhere else, like you go to somebody's house and it's like, oh, cool. Like we're going to bomb from here now. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. like, dude, it just started with like, you know, drinking Heineken's, <laughs> you know, everybody gets a mean streak. And just just fucking grill downtown Seattle. But, like, you couldn't just, like, do obvious shit. So we started with the alleyways and climbing up and hitting these, like, electrical boxes and then just kind of layering in everything. And then we kind of go to this neighborhood and that neighborhood. And we did that for years, bro. That, that's the thing that people really got to understand. It's like, I see a lot of people, like, post tags and they're like, oh, shit, like, this fucking INI tag that's been there for, like, 20 years. I'm like... But you got to understand it like it took years and years of doing those tags everywhere to like have that effect. And once we felt like we had everything like sufficiently, like the foundation was tags everywhere, you know what I mean? Like spots mm-hmm. that would run and we felt like we had that shit done sufficiently. Then we could go and like do throw ups. So then we pick good spots, do throw ups. And we were like trying to pick like the best spots. Cause again, like shit's getting buffed like all the mm-hmm. time. So we would get these like real nice spots, you know, and um them shits would run you know and then we realized like okay like then one day somebody's drunk that like fuck it i'm climbing up on that billboard and i'm just gonna do a couple tags on the back of it and what we realized is like yo like they would let that shit run so guess what we're doing now every neighborhood's got a billboard and we're doing (laughs) tags on the back of those billboards you know what i'm saying and like we're really like figuring out what runs like where is the limit you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. yeah and uh eventually like so we had all that running and then it was like cool and then i was like well check it out like i got this skill in doing these rollers so like let's really get on some big shit now we got all these tags and throw-ups everywhere like let's just fucking get on it you know what i'm saying 
Then we started coming back and hitting these niggas, and oh my god, these dudes was sick. <laughs> <laughs> these dudes was fucking sick. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. we're doing all these bridges and you know crazy ass spots and like you know bold shit and fucking Broadway. You know, niggas wasn't even really painting Capitol Hill, and then we came and dropped like two fucking rollers on that bitch. You know what I'm saying? Like. Yeah. Dudes was hurt, man. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it would be like some shit where, like, you'd be on the bus and you'd, like, drive through a neighborhood and you'd pass by two or three, like, cutty throw-ups. You'd see some, like, you know, some little shot here. And then we would just hurt you with the, with the like, silver bucket paint roller. You know what I'm saying? Like, shout out to whoever, like, figured that one out because, man, we we we, we went through a few gallons of that, um, that yeah. silver Rusto shit. So, yeah, it was good, man. You know, like, that's when I was writing yellow. And so like I was getting it in, man. Like, so it was wild. Like all the like older homies, you know what I'm saying? Like basically anybody who was shit back then in Seattle definitely like knew what was up. You know what I mean? And like, at some point I kind of got to know everybody started hanging out downtown. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And I was just in the streets so much, bro. Like literally I had like grimy, like skater kids are like, yo, like, dude, I thought you were fucking homeless because you were like, downtown every day i mean you know it's <laughs> it's easy to be downtown every day when you drop out of school you know what i'm saying yeah. you smoking weed and then you're going to do graffiti every day you know what i mean yeah. like that's your job so yeah it was it was a cold time man yeah okay so we'll i will um really quick let's take a break i'm gonna check the audio make sure everything's okay and then we can reconvene in like five minutes does that work for you yeah let's do it Art okay, and Bold fantastic. Fit podcast. We'll be right back, guys, after this commercial. Art and Bold Fit Podcast. We back. Art and Bold Fit Episode podcast. 56 of the Art and BS Podcast, the podcast by artists for artists and art lovers. Pull your socks up. Shout outs to the ladies breaking hearts and breaking pockets. What's up with you, player? Man, you know, just had to go make myself a macchiato. And, I like uh, it. you know. Refill my water cups. Ooh, ooh, I like it. We adults, oh. man. <laughs> High level adulting. Yeah, bro. You know, get you some assets. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's real. It's like people people want to say they fuck with Pimp C and UGK, but they're not even listening to that shit. You know what I'm saying? Get you some assets, man. You know what I'm saying? So, Pimp, when did he tell you back in um? Oh my god, I can't remember that. Uh, was it Diamonds and Wood? Yeah, I don't smoke with haters, but they still thinking a sweet gonna get them through my dough. No, exactly. We want some, we want some high level adulting, man. You know what I'm saying? Keep my cipher clear. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so we were talking about the I and I phase. You guys introducing rollers and blockbusters after. Uh, the the Cuddy missions was going in like a fucking group of seals just killing shit. I mean, basically, but yeah, man, you know, um, everybody had another thing I'd like to throw around this era because this is very important. Um, you know, so this is like the 90s are over and everybody who's from Seattle has now moved to San Francisco. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So big, big out to all the BTM homies. Big shout out. Um, shout out to Attic. 
Curse, shit, Tron, fucking, you know what I'm saying? Like, everybody really with the shit, you know what I'm saying, had moved down to San Francisco. So it did, it did a couple things. Number one, it left an incredible void. You know what I mean? Buck 50, everybody's moving down there, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, like, anybody who was really, like, active here in Seattle left. So it left a, a power vacuum. Um, and then the other thing, too, is, like, we're hitting our prime, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, we, we at this point of rapport building and, and we're, we're with and we know exactly what we want to do. So, you know, it was just one of those, I don't know, man, it was just like go time, bro. <laughs> I don't really know how else to describe it, you know what I'm saying? Um, but yeah, we was getting in, man. Do you think that it would have been the same had everybody stayed? Mm, I mean, nobody really gives Seattle any credit, you know, and it's like this with a lot of cities, and it would only like it'd be years later. Well, actually, it was around that time talking about like my first trip to Atlanta. And you know what I'm saying? I see all the graffiti out there, and I'm like, shit. You know, I'm, I'm recognizing dudes that I saw on trains from Portland, and they're out there. You know, what I mean, really getting it in. You know, um, shout out to like, and you know, all those HOD guys. Oh, those dudes were fucking killing shit. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, you have amazing graffiti writers like Hence, who's like really, f- like, dude mm-hmm. had crazy shots all through the city pieces blockbusters stops all that shit but at the same time like if you were you know and this is kind of why i hate the internet you know in terms of graffiti is like it's such false represent if you to hit any of these like forums that were newly created around that time or if you were like looking at a a graph magazine like you'd never know who these guys are you know what i'm saying uh, the midwest everywhere else you know so seattle really wasn't really getting its props right now these btm guys really kicked the fucking door down you know what i'm saying mm. era like they came to san francisco and started smashing shit up big shouts to the homie vic 20 that shit was that shit was real inspiring for me because at the i'm at the tail end of my high school years and like these guys are like really fucking <laughs> they're they're giving them the business and my theory is this. we all came from the era of a you had to really be fucking active to stay up. And so like when you go to a city where like you could have a throw up on the street, a street level throw up on the corner of some building, you know what I'm saying? Like a real hot spot. You're telling me that shit can run for like six, nine, ten months. Oh, I'm getting yeah, over. I'm, your city's mine. Yeah. Uh, make no mistake about it. <laughs> what I just mm-hmm. told you is. If if the I and I guys, we all had to grind for like years to have a real consistent presence. Mm-hmm. But you're telling me that if we would have done that in San Francisco, like we could have, you know, really like made some shit happen or really any other city, you know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. that's really what it is. And that's why you see basically anybody who like came from that era of Seattle and moved house, like they fucking respect any of those cities, but like Seattle dudes are kind of on top. You know what I mean? They took like, over. I mean, again, no disrespect, but like, you can't. Argue. That dude Facts. is like the greatest modern day bomber. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. you really only have a couple dudes that are really up there. You know what I'm saying? And like, or like added, MQ, right? Exactly. That's exactly who I was gonna say. You know what I'm saying? And and um, 
you know, there's really just only a couple couple dudes that are like really up there on that on that higher echelon. You know what I'm saying? So, um, and you know, Curse before he passed away, man, like that dude was like killing shit. You know what I'm saying? Like he really, I don't know. It was just it was just good, man. It was like validation because kind of coming up with all these guys, you know, and once you reach, you know, so if you're a young graffiti writer, you know, once you reach a certain tier, like people see that you're really about some shit and you're painting and you're active, you basically make it onto the network. Right. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so once you're there, you know what I'm saying? Then you can really, you know, kind of politic. It's really the same thing with some criminal shit too. You know what I'm saying? Cause it really is, you know, it's the same thing with moving that ism. You know what I mean? Like if, if, if you known, on the you know kind of and you make it on the network then you can move and you can politic and you can work your way up it's the same thing so like it's cool to see all these guys that i'm around you know what i mean like mm-hmm. you know and they're really making it happen you know shout out to everybody that i was with you know during wto all those dudes man <laughs> over there rioting and tearing shit up trying mm-hmm. to get over in these cities man and uh yeah everybody's making a name for themselves it was good and eventually what happened with I and I is like all those guys moved down to San Francisco. Everybody. God. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So everybody moves to San Francisco, 285 Turk Street. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, that's what my that's what my California ID says. <laughs> okay. So, you know, um they all moved down to San Francisco. Um, but you know, this is like two thousand three. So uh, you know, Things change, man. Just like all the other crews I talked about, you know, everybody gets focused on different things, man. And like, I'm not faulting anybody for anything, but I, my main focus is just getting over and doing the best graffiti I can. You know what I'm saying? That's been the thing that sustained me the whole time and kept me away from really getting into some other shit. So I'm staying focused on that mission. And, you know, eventually, like, people get focused on other things, trying to make money, trying to hustle. And, you know, shit yeah unfortunately that shit fell apart too plus you know i had i had a falling out with um with one of the guys and you know if you know you know but um you know don't don't you you can't let certain words fly out of your mouth right as a black man and i'm i'm just supposed to just listen to that shit you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. and then on top of that too when it comes down to like it's an automatic fight and you're not trying to knuckle down then okay well then basically like we have no business together you know what i'm saying you know so yeah basically i had to i told everybody i was like that's just dead don't fucking write that shit no more and that's basically why that crew ended in 2003 mm, damn you know what i'm saying so you know that's, that's it's a wrap at that point you know what i mean and um it just is shit has never been the same since you know what i'm saying because when you when you have a crew like that and again you know like everything's going in the right direction but you know one guy goes left everybody else is going right i mean you know what can you say like you just fucked up the whole vibe you know what i'm saying like together we could have accomplished anything mm-hmm. but you know i mean that just is what it is you know and so egos got involved and i was like well fuck it you know what I'm saying? Like, I've always done this. I've always had to revert back to a solo mission anyways. You know what I'm saying? So whether it's, you know, the the Mad K guys getting their feelings hurt and, like, kicking me out of the crew for some bullshit, you know? <laughs> 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 right, we got to talk about that because, man, you know, I got to give a big shout out to the homie Die For. 
these niggas, man. So they were really like, oh, yo, this is this is this is really what it comes down to, bro. Like, have some fucking morals and some ethics, right? So these guys is like, yo, yo, Die Force stole the markers. They stole this dude's markers or a black book or some shit, some some toy shit, basically, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, that's kind of fucked up. You know, these are my homies. I'm like, you know, this guy's got no reason to lie to me. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, yo, like, what happened to these markers? Dude's like, I didn't steal shit. That's not me. It's not like, you know what I mean? It's 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 kind of foul to accuse somebody of stealing some shit. You know, thieves are really kind of like the worst shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, That's why bike are. thieves get no props. Yeah, you get no fucking props, man. Anyways, well, shit, six, nine months later, I'm at this nigga. Oh, some CDs. That's what it was. Dude stole some CDs. Now, you know, CDs were kind of expensive back in the day. He was paying like yep. $20, $21 a CD, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? So yep. that, Wu, that Wu-Tang double disc really hurts your pockets. It you did. Know what I'm saying? Yep. I hit the 24. <laughs> that was 24 right there. You know what I'm saying? And listen, yeah. I had the Wu-Tang double cassette. Oh, shit. Damn. Exactly. Exactly. Enhanced CDs, all that. So yep. listen, man. Um so I'm at this dude's house and I'm like, yo, ain't these the fucking CDs you just said this dude stole? I'm looking at him right now. And he's and he gets quiet and like, oh yeah, well, I'm like, well, are you gonna fucking apologize? You know what I'm saying? Like, nah. And he wouldn't, you know what I'm saying? And I was like, that's fucked up. I basically was like, You're fucked up. You just like talked hella shit about this dude. He didn't steal shit, you know what I'm saying? And now you're running around the city trying to talk shit about the homie die for so i was like nigga you're weak you know what i'm saying like right. so i see i see the big homie feezy and i was like listen bro like i saw the cds like that shit's weak you know what i'm saying and i was like yo fam like i know you didn't steal him like shit's all good like you the homie mm-hmm. i've been straight with that dude ever you know what i mean so so is that when you guys really got tight was that moment or mm-hmm mm-hmm because man have some um what the fuck do you really stand for you know what i'm saying like are you really on some like bandwagon shit it's like oh fuck die for all of a sudden but like this dude didn't do anything right you know what i'm saying like that's fucked up and what does it say about me as a person if i know the real truth and i just keep going along with your bullshit Mm -hmm. so i'm not you know i got you know I don't know, man. I guess my foundation is different. So then what these guys did is hella funny, bro. It's it's so funny. Then, like, all of a sudden, I see these roll calls come out. I'm not even on the roll call. I was like, well, fuck it, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. that's hella weak. You're faulty. You know what I'm saying? And literally to this day, the funny thing is, is, like, you got to understand, these are dudes I, like, literally grew up with. You know what I'm saying? And they want to come around and be the homie. But still, to this day, they won't put me on a roll call. <laughs> I'm like, come on, man. Like, you're fucking whack, bro. You know what I'm Damn. saying? Like, like, nigga, your dad made my wedding ring. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it's on some shit like that. Right. You know I mean? like, like, a custom fine wedding yeah, ring yeah, yeah you know man, what i'm saying uh, like shoes. but but at the same time like you're not gonna put me on a roll and see the thing is is like this is the funny thing about lies is like you believe the lie so much back then that you like you just think it's the truth now mm-hmm. and you don't even remember what it was but you just know that like i'm not in the crew so anyways yeah i was like fuck y'all niggas anyways because you guys are trying to spin around on your back and rap 
I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to bomb these trains. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So, but you know, it's the same shit. Like, you know, like I, I just can't, I can't be around. You know, I can't be around dudes with like whack morals. It doesn't matter what the business is of the day. Like, I just, you know, what I'm saying, like, it's just, just what it is, right? man. Yeah, exactly. You know, be about something. So, um, you know, at that point, oh three, like shit you know what i'm saying like i'm out i've been out of high school and you know i basically was like well you know i know exactly what to do like i'm gonna come back and start painting these trains you know what i mean like it's been a couple years since i really like got on some box cars i'm trying to come back to you know this because you know i've always loved painting trains like this shit's hella fun to me what's you know your what favorite I mean? it's just something car. different i mean I would say I like a T-Box, man. Like, they're kind of weird, but, like, I just like them. I really also enjoy a waffle car. Yeah. Again, they're kind of fucked up in a way. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> they're kind of fucked up in a way, but, like, I really like them because they're just odd. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, the, my, I think my favorite train that I never got to paint was a solid cold. Mm-hmm. I'm still, I'm, to, for, to be honest, man, I have, like, zero regrets with this graffiti shit. But that's like one where I'm still like, man, if I saw one, you know what I mean? Like if I just was somewhere, <laughs> well, I had to figure it out. Go and give me some like, silvers. I mean, are we really gonna? <laughs> are we gonna let this one pass right, by? You right. know what I'm saying? Because I remember seeing like all those old reefer cars. You know what I'm saying? Like they would come up from LA with this crazy shit on them. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, and I was like, damn, like this is the shit. You know what I'm saying? And what's the ones with the little, uh, they're the green cars, but they got the trees on them? Oh, the IBTs. Yeah, bro. Yeah, uh-huh, yeah. I don't know, something about that tree, I'm like... Yeah, yes. those are tight, yeah, <laughs> yeah, those are tight. Yeah, um, I had a little spot down the way where they always laid those up, too, but mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, yeah. You know, yep. Yeah, okay. is, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to, trying to get on it, man. So, okay, so did you're back in the train, you're back in the train yard kind of zone, you, you're, you're on your fucking... Your your railroad fanatic type shit, and then what's happening in this phase? Oh man, well you know, listen. So I'm trying to paint these trains right now, mind mm-hmm. you. I had dropped out of high school. I had made it out of that fucked up middle school. The middle school is so fucked up. I'm just gonna close this chapter with this. On the day of graduation, my probation officer, man, he comes up to me and he's like, "Listen, look around." He said, "Bro." you're going to be the only one that makes it. Damn. All these guys are fucking clowns or jokers. They don't ain't really about shit. You're going to be the only one. And I was like, wow. (laughs) I'm like, all right. You know what I'm saying? Like he's, he's the police, but like, you know, listen, man, it's, it's, it's the world is not black and white, man. There's a lot of room for gray. And at that moment, he was really trying to like, you know, from a black man to a young black boy, he was really trying to make a statement there. So I was like, all right, I respect you for that, man. So, you know, anyways, I had dropped out of school after that, though, because, you know, I'm really on my shit. And then at some point, you know, like the big homies, like you need to stop fucking up and take your ass to school. You know what I'm saying? So I ended up, you know, going back to school. And, you know, what do you know? I go from, like, flunking to, like, getting straight A's. So I was like, okay, I can really, like, do this shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, I was really trying to be about it, you know? Like, 
I'm going from like flunking and committing felonies every day to, you know, being on the honor roll. Like, so, um, so what was got... the switch then? Like, what was the thing that made it that, what was the catalyst? Oh, yeah. Well, that's a good, so, so I had been on probation, like hella times at this point, you know, arrested for graffiti, you know what I'm saying? Multiple times, like, you know, caught cases going all the way back to like 95, 96, you know, and basically it was like, if you knew me back then, it was either like I had just gotten off probation or I was like about to be back on probation. (laughs) (laughs) So it was like, it was just one of those, it was just a whole era of like, whatever. Now, like, you know, the first couple of times I'm like, well, shit, I'm on like the lowest monitoring anyways. Like I'm gonna keep smoking weed, like whatever, you know, it's all good. Now the last time though, they got me with this PO and this dude, he was like the, the fucking PO for graffiti writers. Cause the first meeting, this dude's literally like, Oh yeah. Like, yeah. Your, uh, your buddy flair. Uh huh. Yeah. I just got done with him. I'm like, damn, like shout out to the homie flair, man. You know who you are. <laughs> Now, at this time, this dude had caught a real big case, you know what I'm saying? And, like, it was fucked up. And I'm like, damn, like, this guy is really, like, trying to sit here and have me, like, drop. Like, he's literally just dropping names, like, mm-hmm. all these names. I'm like, fuck, bro. Like, I'm not. And then at the end of it, he's like, well, listen, you know, if you just go to school, you know, and, like, you do your thing, like, it's all good. But if I piss test you, man, don't come up hot. Now, at the time, at the time. If you piss tested or you you uh you you fucked up your probation, it was like an automatic two months in juvie. Damn. Automatic two months. So I was like, fuck, bro. I'm like really not trying to go to fucking juvie for two months. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I already been in that bitch. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Went to school in that bitch. Not my middle school, like my actual juvie in school school. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was like, I'm really not trying to fucking be here. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So at this point, man, it's my last time on probation. I was like, fuck it, man. Like, I'm going to just, like, stop smoking weed. I'm really not trying to get violated. And um, that shit paid off, too, because that dude really, really was on some, like, piss test shit. You know what I'm saying? Um, but basically, when I stopped smoking weed like that, you know what I mean? Like the, my motivation really did increase, you know, mm. and, uh, you know, what's his name? Gibbs, man. He got this line. Uh, he said, my weed, my weed habit was so close to snorting powder. And I'm going to tell you, man, I was abusing the fuck out of that weed, bro. So like putting that shit down really like helped the motivation. You know what I'm saying too? Like, Plus, like, you know, you're just a teenager, like, you're going through shit mentally, you know, you're trying to, like, figure out how to be a man, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, like, it's just a lot of, like, changes, you know, and growth. Well, it should be a, a period of growth. You know, a lot of a lot of dudes don't really grow up from that era. But mm-hmm. um, for me, it was, man. And so, like, when I really got on it, and then I came back and, you know, got straight A's in, in, um, in high school when I first came back to high school. You know, my and again, these teachers like literally took a chance. Like, it was so crazy. Like, my high school teachers, like, they had an interview. You know what I'm saying? And they were like, "Well, where do you go to school now?" I was like, "I don't." <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? They're like, "Well, what happened at your last school?" I was like, "Well, I went to woodshop class because I really enjoyed that." But you know, um, 
You know what I'm saying? Like I had a hard adjustment, man, because it was like basically it was like getting out of prison and then going to like a regular ass high school. And I was like, dude, this shit was too much for me mentally. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like, yeah, man. And she was like, all right, well, listen, like we're we're about some academics here. So if you ain't about that, like you need to fucking tell me right now and just go somewhere else. You know what I mean? And so but she was cool about it. And she was really like an old school hippie. You know, um, she was really on some like she was very conscious of inequality and um, and then at the same time, too, like she wasn't hitting us with like a McGraw Hill textbook. She was like, no, no, no. You're just going to read James Baldwin. You're going to read Claude McKay. Like, I'm not going to have you read a paragraph in a textbook about the Harlem Renaissance. Like, you're going to just read the authors. You know what I mean? And she was like. Well, when we talk about American government, in order for you to understand American government, like you need to see what all of these like forms of government are about. So here, read this uh, communist manifesto. So now you understand communism, right? Like don't read the ana- some other person's analysis, read Marx and Hegel, you know what I mean? So yeah. it was cool because, you know, it was the first time I was really treated about like an adult and like that was perfect for me, man. So I really wanted to continue, man, and just go to school. So at that point, um, you know, my grades were fucked up. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like my GPA was hella low. So I hit the community college real quick. And so basically from like 03 to, well, shit, 03 for hella years. I won't say how many, mm-hmm. but basically for hella years, I was in school the whole time. Mm. At community college level and at the university level. You know what I mean? Full time school. So, um, and and walked away with several degrees. Um, Talk that shit. Talk but, that shit. But you know, like I had I had to have some sort of goal, man. You know what I'm saying? And it go really goes back to what my dad was telling me. I was like, well, fuck it, you know. And he said some shit. He was like, listen, man. He's like, you want to be paid in life for what you know and not what you can do with your body. Mm-hmm. So, you know, now there's nothing wrong with being a plumber. As a matter of fact, I tell my son, I'm like, you could be a plumber and make more money than me, especially if you own your own business and you could really be about that shit. But listen, man, like you need to like go out and get this paper. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, you know, I'm painting trains, going to school. This is when I hook up with the um, all the West Seattle dudes, man. So, so you know, now how so, did that happen? Yeah. Well, so I know I know him too from like way back in the day. Like I met that dude because the homie Danny, we're like eating some Sabaros pizza at Westlake. <sighs> Trash ass pizza. <laughs> Anyways, we're eating some Sabaros pizza and we look over and this is like fuck, bro, this is like ninety six, ninety seven. Okay. You know what I'm saying? And we look over and there's like this kid in like an Adidas sweatsuit. And, uh, you know, he's like, yo, I bet that kid's on some hip hop shit. And I was like, yeah, he probably is, but I don't really fuck with niggas. So don't say anything. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I got my circle. I don't, you know what I mean? Like, no, fuck. no niggas. Exactly. I've been on that, bro. So, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Which is why you see, like, these are. Yeah, I see it. I see it. I, I see it. I, I really fuck with people like from childhood. You know what I'm saying? Like me, me and Die For go back to when I was like 12. Maybe. So like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Like if yeah. Anyway, so he's like, 
And this dude's like, he hears me, and then he's like, hey, yo, hey, B-boy. I was like, this nigga. <laughs> anyway, so we meet this dude. I can't remember what he wrote back in the day. But whatever, man. Sups, there you go. Yeah, there mm-hmm. you go. Sups, UPS. So we meet him. And I was like, yeah, you're not right. I, need, I think I was writing Jade back then. I think, I, I think that's what it was. Or maybe I just started writing Yellow or something like that. I, actually, I, I think I, I just started writing Yellow. And anyways, I met him. He was cool, man. Like, that's the homie. So I met him then, and I can't remember how I hooked back up with this dude exactly, but I did. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I must have ran into him or something. Because at this time, I was, like, fucking with this um, this music shit a little bit, you know, on, like, mm-hmm. the production back inside of the house. You know what I'm saying? And Because um, I remember the first time ever seeing you. Yeah, when was that? You probably it remember was, better than I do. Yeah, it was, I was at a concert, me and him too. We went to a concert, and I believe it was Numo's. Or no, it was either Numos or one of them. And I think it was because it was you and I think Scales in the alley. Mm-hmm. And you guys were talking to him, too. And I was like, oh, shit. Like, I'm not the only one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that must have been. Oh, there was a spot in downtown. Um, it was like the entrance was in the alleyway. Yeah, I can't that was remember it. the yep. name of that, that spot. It, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. So like me and Scale, like we kind of like we got this homie Sam, you know, and he was like really on some like concert promotion artist management shit. And he knew it's so funny, man. So like this dude knew that we were like crushing shit with the graffiti and I like ran into him and I knew him from like back in the day somehow. Like, you know, you, you know, you just like meet people in path. And he was like, yo, what's up? What's up? And he was like, oh, that's you guys doing all that shit. He was like, listen listen, I got a job for you. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, y'all crushed this city with these posters. And you know what I'm saying? And um, I get you hella passes to any of these shows. And like, you know, I'll put you on like that. So I was like, bird, like, you know what I'm saying? We're young. We don't got shit to do anyways. And it was funny because it was almost like, it was basically like a part-time job for us. Like, because we're coming from the graffiti mindset of like, I got to do this shit, get in, get out. This shit's hella illegal. And like hanging posters was like some gray area shit. You know what I'm saying? So we <laughs> yeah. were like, but then we would treat it like graffiti. So like we would literally like walk a whole street with wheat paste and just hang up posters for whatever show. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I'd run into Sam, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't really call him and every once in a while, you know, he's like, yo, come get these posters. And he like, like we'd be good for like a month. And then, but then I'd run into him and he would just, walk up and just be like, yo, dap me up and just be like, man, that shit's major. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> now I'm pointing this out because it's funny if, if we were thinking on some business shit, so we could have actually been the, the original the company team. to hang posters because now like, well, I don't even know, like I'm not even in that shit anymore. Cause the quiet is kept like the music business is like the most fucked up business I've ever participated in. Like straight up, bro, you're getting robbed. I don't care who you are you're getting robbed somewhere someone's getting over on you it doesn't Mm -hmm. matter how big you are someone's fucking you bro so you know what i mean like we could have been the dudes to really do that and like really like after us came like poster giant and some of these other like companies and shit like spinning off of that shit but anyways so that's why we was at the show so i don't even remember which one that was but yeah that must have been it man i must have got dude's number or something and again i knew him from back in the day so i was like word you're vetted (laughs) Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah and it was just you know what i'm saying so he was out there in west seattle and shit and i always knew 
because you know fucking with these trains right mm-hmm. throughout the years like i always knew these guys painted trains they weren't yeah. really like super up on the street unless it was like unless it was a street where you would catch a bus back to west seattle you know what i'm saying <laughs> and i knew this shit because i i fucked with this girl back in the day in west seattle and that shit was the longest bus ride i'd ever been on in my fucking life never again <laughs> never again <laughs> That was like an hour and a half bus ride. Oh my god, man. Anyways. But yeah. Yeah, that was me in middle school, nigga. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but basically, these but these dudes was up though. Where they were, they were up. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so like whenever I'd be in a train yard, I would consistently see their shit. And I always knew, like, okay, that's the West Seattle dudes. Or I dip down West Marginal Way or whatever. And you like you'd see these little like junk trains that they had laid up or like these weird, you know, those weird cars that like never leave your city. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like some, like, you know, it's like some weird hopper or something like that. Or some like car that's just taking like concrete rubble and scrap metal and shit. Like these dudes had all of those, (laughs) all of them. (laughs) And I was like, all right, cool. So then I, you know, I'd I'd fuck around and go out a little bit further and like see these little layups and stuff. And I was like, Oh word, y'all niggas is out here too. So, I was like, all right, these guys know the business. I'm trying to get back on these trains. I was like, what's up? So I'm kicking it with these guys, like, really, like, thinking, like, okay, like, you just come through and be like, yo, let's go paint. Man, and the dude who was actually really down to paint was this guy, Job. You know what I'm saying? Well, and you, keeping it 100. (laughs) But, you know what I'm saying? So I'm, like, over there, you know what I mean? And, like, again, on some neighborhood shit, like, so uh Hintu's brother is like so where are you from i was like i'm from the south and he was like nigga i'm from west seattle <laughs> like, oh, yeah. he was cripping heavy t-sick was cripping. man yeah. bro the child's a t-sick yeah wherever you are bro i hope you good man but shit was hilarious because i even it was like again on some gang shit i'm like mm, ah yeah. bro, like it's not like that trust me like i'm all good bro like it's not gonna be a problem but always in the back of his mind, I was like, I could tell this nigga's like, yeah, I'm ready. If oh, try. yeah. T-Sick, like, he didn't like the South End. He was always talking shit. Yeah, bro. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that shit was serious. Hella serious. But yeah, man. Oh, so, man. so I'm over there, man. You know, we're kicking it all the time. And these guys, literally, as a crew, they're, like, kicking it, like, all the fucking time. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Yeah, and it's like a family. Hella, bro. And it really reminded me of you know, my original, you know, like my little clique growing up as a kid, you know, like you're kicking in with these guys because you're neighbors and you went to elementary, middle school and high school together. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And then at the same time, like even like, so then, you know, I was really fucking with Joe because they were like, oh yeah, hey, hey, don't, don't let him fool you. Like, bro, he's from West Seattle. Like he's, he's going to fight. <laughs> and I was mm-hmm. like, yeah, all right. That's, that's what's up. Like, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, this is some official shit. So anyways, man, we start painting and like, you know, my appetite for graffiti is like just shit that can never be quenched. You know what I'm saying? So it got to the point where like basically like 03, 04, 2005, mm-hmm. that whole time, like that was some of my most active years because it was me and Job and whoever else wanted to roll. We're mm-hmm. painting like two, three times a week. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Doing like two, three cars a night. You know what I mean? And our numbers are adding up. And like me and him clicked up so much. It was like, 
we just got on the same mission. Like he had a job that he was working. I was going to school. You know what I'm saying? I'm like mm. doing my thing. I'm doing this like concert shit on the side. You know what I'm saying? So I got a little yeah. social like little little academic life. And then, you know, on the late night, I'm getting it in. You know what I mean? Like, I don't mm-hmm. know when I was sleeping, but, you know, I was like really, and, you know, the main missions back then was like getting some fresh sneakers mm-hmm. and painting these trains and mm-hmm. trying to do my best in school. And, so, and it was basically in that order, too. <laughs> so one time, uh, Job and I, we go to this MF Doom concert because you hooked up the tickets. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And we're going to get to that in a yeah. second. Spread love. Tell the stuff. Spread love. <laughs> yeah. So we go to the MF Doom concert. And I, I talked to Job when I was in Seattle because I needed to confirm, like, when we went to that concert, what happened? Because I don't remember. And he, the way he tells the story is I walked up to a random guy who was kind of heavy set, And I said, hey, man, are you Doom? <laughs> and the dude's like, no. It's <laughs> like, no. Right? <laughs> no dude we never saw him in the crowd we never saw like so i to this day i think that uh mf doom had an impersonator at that show oh yeah no he's famous for that mm-hmm. yeah, yeah 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 no for real mm-hmm. like you can you can yeah you can search that shit yeah he really like would send some other dude, mm-hmm. <laughs> dude yeah. shows, you know? yeah. I, which is funny because like I mean, a lot of these dudes don't even rap at the shows anyways, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's a lot of, like, I don't know, man. The show business is so weird, man. But, mm-hmm. but yeah, that's funny, man. But, yeah, I mean, hey, like, at that time, man, it was, like, trains, you know what I'm saying? We had these layups, man, in, um, in some city, mm-hmm. and we were at them shits, like, all the fucking time, you know what I mean? Like, And you had to hop the creek to get yeah, to the layup. Yeah, to the one, yeah, you had to hop the creek. <laughs> Now I never I never fell in the creek. Okay. <laughs> I never fell in the creek. It didn't matter if it was wintertime and it was wet and slippery and that creek was swollen, you know what I'm saying, or if it was the summertime and that shit was dry. I never mm-hmm. fell in the creek. <laughs> Not everybody can say that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but listen, man. man, we were on it though, because like, you know, again, I'm like, I'm always trying to do bigger and better. So like I came up on some ladders and was like, my seats full down in my car. I'm dra- I'm dragging this shit to the yard. Now we're doing whole cars. Mm. You know what I'm saying? That's when you and I did the um, you know, we did that whole car uh in that yard, matter of fact. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And um, yeah, that shit was major. That was a big ass train though. Which, like, my only regret in that is, like, we had to pick the, like, biggest fucking train. You know those are trains that come down hella low? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was an extended appliance box car. It, exactly, yeah. man. What mm-hmm. the fuck, bro? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was a wild night. And right afterwards, what, what, where'd you take me right afterwards? Bro, I can't even remember, man. So you got to tell that story, man. Oh, so where, oh yeah. Yo. But see, but see, look, though, but look, I'm gonna point some shit out to you, though, right? So, mm-hmm. listen, like, you're about, you've always been about having a way to make some money, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, and again, me, I'm like, I gotta stay focused a bit because I have these two other things going on, school and this kind of concert shit, you know what I'm saying? So, like, the shit just kind of fit in, you know what I mean? Like, when it was time to paint, you know, it kind of dovetailed into when you had to go to work. So, like, we'd catch a car or something like that. Mm-hmm. 
you know what I'm saying? And then you would just like slide into work and like get your grind on, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then I'm like knocking out and I'm going to school the next yeah. day, you know what I'm saying? Or if I was on my bullshit, you was giving me rides to the Apple store. Oh yeah, definitely. I still got that iPod, bro. <laughs> oh, I still got that shit, yeah. Yeah, I still got that shit. The black one with the oh, wheels. Yeah, oh, yeah, we said iPod. <laughs> iPod, not iPhone, um, not iPod Touch. Yeah. We said iPod with the wheel. Yeah, that was actually the iPod 3 when it first came out with the video. It, yeah, bro. <laughs> exactly. Video. When video was, and you had to download the video to watch the video. All right. Oh, Podcasts shit. were like really new back then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, dudes was like, what the fuck is a podcast? Yeah, yeah, it had video podcasts. I remember because I had um, Lib Tech Snowboarding had a dope podcast. I used to watch that. Oh man, that shit was great. Yeah, I still got that joint. Yeah, mm-hmm. and put hella music first, on it too. Well, you were the first person with a sidekick. That I oh yeah, bro. Yeah, I was. You know, hey, this shit was pre iPhone. You know what I'm saying? So you know, you you're in the spot. You know, you flip your little screen out. You got a whole fucking keyboard. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Yeah. Hey, and this is this is how hood niggas was. Yo, man, let me use your sidekick so I can log into my AOL instant messenger. Oh, bro, that shit in the MySpace. Oh, <laughs> yo, yo, let me check my trap. Hey, hey, that should have you travel. <laughs> you might have to take a trip out to Mercer Island on that one. <laughs> But anyways, yeah, no, nah, that was a that was a cold one, man. And like, really, bro, I fucking love that shit. I had all the man. Listen, I love that shit. I wanted that Mr. Cartoon uh, sidekick, though, man. Shout out to Cartoon, that dude. Mm-hmm. He was he's getting some money. But yeah, yeah, man, like that was a cold era, man. I really, actually, like Quietus kept still kind of missed that full keyboard, man. Yeah, mm-hmm. big shout out to Macklemore. He thinks that too, man. That's, that's the homie Ben. But but yeah, that was a cold man. That was a cold era, like shit was really popping you know what i mean and mm-hmm. like we were just trying to paint a lot man and so i really it's funny because like i didn't even paint the streets at all like that whole period like i really mm-hmm. didn't i might have caught some like bathroom tags here and there mm-hmm. i might have did a little shit here and there but like i was really like active like on those trains so mm-hmm. a lot of the like street dudes that i knew they thought i fell off but really i was like getting those numbers and like i, I remember one year we painted so much um, Job and I were like, yeah, let's do like a hundred trains in a year. Now, you know, look, I'm no dire, you know what I'm saying? I'm not trying to like do 5,000 trains in a year. I'm not Jace, but you know, I did a good number for what I had going on in my life at that time. Mm-hmm. You know, I felt real good about that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But listen, man. So then the end of that era, like, you know what I'm saying? Well, shit got kind of fucked up, you know, like, you know, old boy, man, you know, Things happen, you know, people named names in court, you know, people went to jail behind that shit. It was kind of a fucked up time, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, it was. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, that was really kind of a damp around the whole thing, you know? So I'm like, mm-hmm. you know, filling up niggas' commissary and shit, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, because that's what you're mm-hmm. supposed to do, right? Right. You know, yep. it was kind of a fucked up time. And then, you know, um, school was going well, shit was progressing, you know what I'm saying? And things were good. And then, you know, being out, you know, fucking with these concerts and shit, too, like, you know, so I started, like, kind of mingling back in, and, like, I ran into, um, I ran into Die For out there. So, you know, 
I run into him outside the war room and I was like, oh, it's like 06, maybe like late 05. And mm-hmm. I was like, yo, what's up? And he's like, what's up? I hadn't seen this dude for hell. And I was like, yo, like kind of like how you been and shit. And I was like, listen, I know you don't paint no more, but like I'm trying to like come back to the streets. And I could see his head like he was really thinking. He was like, oh, word. And so he was like, mm, all right, I'm I'm. I'm gonna tap back in with the little homie. So, so we kind of hook back up, man, and we do a couple spots, and like he really gets an appetite for this shit again. So, you know what I'm saying? Like it was, it was on and popping again back on the street shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. So that's kind of what started the, I would say the the final chapter of my whole career was coming back in and really hooking back up with Feezy. Like that shit was good. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what I mean? And, uh, yeah, it was good times, man. And like, it's always good to paint with the homies, you know, like old school homies, you know what I'm saying? And yep. um, yeah, shit was all good. You know, like he was still living in the South End. I was still in the South End. So like, we was really like getting on it. You know what I mean? Now, were you getting your hair cut at Sal's at the time? Oh man, like, I was been getting my hair cut at Sal's. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so like, whatever, whenever they opened up like <laughs> O2 or whatever, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> What they call my dude is Crispy Dave, Crispy James, whatever. Anyways, yeah, they had the little A-frame song. Yeah, it was all good. And, you know, mm-hmm. like, you know, I, it was a lot of um, a lot of things. I, I don't want to say too much, but it was a lot of things happening around that time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. and, you know, I kind of hooked back up with um, there was like a new generation of THCA guys. So, you know, big shout out to the homie DK um you know shout out to ansom rest in peace um you know the homie vote oh my god this guy's a fucking beast out there i don't even know what he's doing right now he's like the odb of the group man i just hope he's good you know what i'm saying Mm. um you know what i'm saying so i'm kind of like kicking it with them because you know we're on some like club shit go get fly shit you know but at the same time they're doing the graffiti shit you know what i'm saying and like yeah, shit was kind of like a cool little time, man. You know, you're you're in your early 20s, man. So you're doing everything that early 20s dudes do. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. answers out there getting his money on, doing his thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. you're seeing all the homies everywhere kind of worldwide getting it in. Like, it was a fly time, you know? Me and you were kicking it heavy. Well, and you know what? You had brought up Die For, and I wanted to say something that is a fun fact, and I've never said anywhere. So this is the Art MBS exclusive. Let's go. You and I for collectively that the, you guys are the only one of my friends to ever throw me a birthday party. Word? Like, when we, yeah. So, like, I want to say thank you for that because I was just thinking about, like, huh. Because Die For tells the story, and then he the the funny part that he likes to tell is you guys took me to the le- to lesbian night at Linda's, and I didn't know that it was lesbian night, so I was like trying to holler at him, and nothing was working. Yeah, that was all his idea. I was like, come on, bro. Now, listen, when you and I, listen. Yeah. Listen, well, hey, we don't even need to do we're that. We're not we doing that. Even, you know what's up. But when, 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 listen, man. Now, we had a good night that night. I remember that. And, we, and, and, and this is important to say, too. We had a good night and we made sure that you were safe. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So you could really turn up. But listen, when it was you and I, bro, I had you in position to win. 
<laughs> All right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, man, you know the vibe. We know what's up. Exactly. You know. <laughs> okay, let's move yeah, on. Exactly. Let's move. Enough of that, man. Enough of that. <laughs> okay, so, you know, and, and I want to talk about this because this is all in that era, and we have to exit the era properly. And I will say it so you don't have to. Mm. Drugs had infested the graffiti community at this time at a level and in in a way that it hadn't really before. So it's like you had a a movement of like graffiti writers and then you had some of them who were like getting into hard, heavy fucking drugs. Heroin. Yeah. (laughs) Heroin and meth. Yeah. And meth. And And I'll never forget one day my phone rings and I pick it up and it's you and you're like, yo, James, I said, what's up? You said, I'm about to cut hell of people off but you're not one of them. Yeah, bro. Yeah, that was like uh, that was like 2007. I remember that shit. Mm-hmm. This was like a real serious conversation because you got to understand, man. Like this, like I, I, so I grew up at the tail end of the crack era. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I've trust me, bro. I've seen it with my with my own eyes. All right, I've been yep. I've been in the crack house. Okay, mm-hmm. I've seen the deliveries. I've seen, I've seen um, people just you know wither and die on the vine. So I already mm-hmm. see, I already know what's going on. You know what I mean? Like that's just terrible. And at some point, like you just can't really fuck with niggas. Like you know, like it, it should. It's just heartbreaking when you know your your homies. You know what I'm saying? Like they want to party and shit, and like it always starts out with like, yeah, we want to party and kick it. Right. And then I'm going to really mm-hmm. put you on. It really starts with, well, you know, then the one broad, you know, she busted out the cocaine. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. And then let's take it a step further. And you thirsty as fucking. You're trying to beat. Right. Mm-hmm. And so you're like, cool. Well, I'm going to sniff that powder right now because I'm trying to fuck. Right. Yeah. And or, you know, it's a, hey, you know, I'm trying to kick it, you know, and the big homies got some meth or whatever the fuck or some heroin or, you know, the one bitch, you know, she came out and busted that out. So that's how it all started, man. You know, and me, like, I don't know, man. Like, I think it was like my early childhood experiences, like seeing drugs and all that shit. And I just knew shit wasn't that really wasn't about shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, and it, it only really leads to destruction. So I was like, I'm trying to get that shit the fuck away from me. You know what I mean? And then at the same time, too, like, oh, seven, like. Like shit is going well for me <laughs> for yeah. the first time in my mm-hmm. life. Shit is going real fucking well for me. Like I'm picking a major like, you know, I kind of know exactly what I'm trying to do. Like you got to keep in mind, like. I had. You know, so I, I, you know, I'm always trying to make some money. So, like, as soon as I graduated high school, like, I literally started teaching kids how to snowboard. You know what I mean? So, like, I had a job, you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. now, you know, that job doesn't pay much. But what it does do is it keeps you out of the streets a little bit. And there's always yeah. a balance. You know what I mean? Like, I just listened to Dame Dash say the same shit on the Drink Champs. You know, like, he's like, when shit got too crazy, like, I would just go put myself in boarding school. Well, you know, I spent the whole winter time, you know, on the mountain snowboarding, you know what I'm saying? Trying to be healthy. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And get away from some of this shit, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. So, you know, that's that's really been the focus. And then at, um, I would say, like, what was this, like, 06, 05, 06, like, I, I took to snowboarding and, and, and became a mentor. 
so now I'm like mentoring like high school kids. Keep in mind, I'm still active as fuck. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm still super active. And it was kind of fucked up because there was a part of me that was like, nah, these little niggas ain't really going to know. Like, no one's really going to know. Man, I show up like the first year, the first fucking year, you know, shout out to shout out to the BFK homies. I'm going to just say that. These are my little duns, man. All the BFK homies from Seattle are like, yo, like, you're you're you and i was like no i was like listen i gave him that look and was like we're not gonna do that yeah you know but i'm not we're not gonna we're not about that right now and at the same time they were like but it's you and i was like no you can call me by my government name okay because you know i'm not kicking nobody no styles or nothing like that you know, so it was like a. It was. A, There's it, no ism out no, here. No, right bro, this shit was dry as fuck. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'll teach you how to snowboard. I'm gonna teach you how to be a man. I'm gonna try mm-hmm. to like push you to a good direction in life. You know what I'm saying? I'm a. I'm gonna teach you how to uh, properly express yourself so that you can um, have healthy relationships. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And like, really do that. Um, but I'm not gonna sit here and tell you how to like you know do throw-ups and shit <laughs> right. you know what i'm saying like that's not me right mm-hmm. but i was so i had all these things going on at once you know what i mean so it was, a, mm-hmm. it was an interesting period because again like i'm coming back on the streets and i'm like mentoring these kids who are like seeing the throw-ups and then <laughs> and then they're like <laughs> but then they see that like i have this whole other shit going on and really what that whole period was is just like a whole transformation and that's why eventually i had to just like stop fucking with certain people you know the drugs mm-hmm. were so bad you know like i remember going over to um i won't even say his name but i remember going over to like my big homie's house you know what i'm saying like i leave school you know what i'm saying i go up to his apartment he's right down the street man you know and i'm like bringing them bitches from the school and shit i'm like yo what's up <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm, I'm accommodating man you know what i'm saying i'm not gonna show up to your house empty-handed so you know but eventually like i come over and i'm like damn why you got all this burnt up fucking foil mm-hmm. i'm like oh man like your house smells like fucking burning plastic i can't kick it with you and eventually it was just like the whole scene like it was weird like the whole scene, like you said, it was just all drugs. People were focused mm-hmm. on getting high, and I just couldn't fuck with it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I really couldn't, man. Mm-hmm. So, how did the the you know that last chapter? How did that unfold? How did that, or how did that start? How did you enter it? Well, I mean, so I'll say this: like, so Feezy and I hooked up, man, and we started painting. And then at this time, um, this guy WWL comes to town from the Bay Area. Mm-hmm. And I was like, word, like, okay. I could already tell from the from the painting, like, this guy's on some shit, right? And I was like, mm-hmm. all right, cool. So, and um, Die For knew him, you know, through the homie, uh, through the homie shooter. So I was like, all right, what's up? So this is the literally the only time I've ever done this in my whole, in my whole life, actually. The only time. I don't even know why. I remember the story me and me and subs and i'm like don't fucking holler at this dude i don't know so i told die for i was like listen i don't know this guy but i'm trying to paint can you make that connection only time i've ever done that (laughs) and 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 honestly i felt like a sucker even asking for that shit 
Cause I've never, again, you know, I've always been like, oh no, man, just on some shit, right? So then mm-hmm. he was like, all right, word, yeah, he's down to paint. Like I, he saw a couple throws and was like, yeah, let's do it. So we we hook up, man. I go pick this. I'll never forget, bro. I go and pick this dude up from his house, and um, he's on one, bro. Like I don't even know, man. He's just on one. He starts going off on um, like in Seattle, a lot of these dudes, like, and a lot of like kind of hood dudes, they wear these beanies with the brim. Or like the the beanies with the yep. with the flaps. Yeah, you know I used to wear the beanie with yeah, the brim. Man. Yeah. <laughs> so this dude, he's in my back seat, and he's just like literally like, yo, these fucking guys wearing these hats. I can't stand this shit. And he's just like going off, and he's like, no, 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 no. I, I literally at some point was just like, yo, fam, like you gotta shut up. <laughs> I'm only telling this story because that's like my brother. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right, right, right. And he just stopped and was just like, what? <laughs> and 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 die for is just like what like mm-hmm. and the car is quiet i'm still driving i don't say anything else i'm just looking straight ahead like i'm going to the spot to go paint and then he was just like oh whatever it's all good and i don't even know i think it was just i think it was his way of saying like yo fuck these seattle cats but at the same time i was like you're not just gonna sit here and like talk shit about my city though yeah (laughs) yeah that's right and i don't even know i think that got me a little bit of respect but like i don't know man but anyways like point is is like after that night we paint and then we did this like daytime spot in skyway and like i don't know man like we just like really like we synced up man and like my energy now that dude paints He's been painting long ass fucking career, you know what I'm saying? President of BTM. I mean, you know, is what it is, right? So, like, I got an appetite for this shit still. Like, I'm still going at it. And we just, that, I don't know, it was like two or three years, man, bro. We just fucking got good, you know? And, like, again, it's like that mutual competition between everybody, you know, started out with just like, who can just get some throw ups off. And then it was like, well, I can do two throw ups here. And then it was like, well, I can paint bigger than you. (laughs) Mm. And then it was like, and then it was on some, like, we pull up to the spot and you're like, you know I'm saying? You got, you're, you're kind of getting your bag, right. You know what I mean? So then, I look over and I see Die For and he's putting like three fill colors, right? He's the three three cans of his fill in his bag. And I was like, well, shit, I'm about to do four cans then. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I, yeah. I see what you're doing. We talked about mm-hmm. some shit in the car, what we were going to do. And I see you're making the right turn. So, yeah. And anyways, you know, it just started, we just started going big as fuck. You know what I'm saying? And it was like on some like... I mean, it definitely was like the peak of my career as far as street bombing goes. But, you know, I mean, the pictures speak for themselves, you know, like we really had we had a nice little renaissance for the city. You know, again, it was kind of like in this weird period where either fools had left or they, you know, decided they wanted to be drug traffickers, you know, hella late Mm -hmm. in life. You know what I'm saying? Which is kind of goofy anyways. And then, you know, um, but yeah, we, we had a we had a nice little thing going. Yeah. Man, so listening to all of this, would you say that the graffiti mentality that you had or, okay, hold on. Let me rephrase that. Let me rephrase this question. In your in the professional side of your life, what qualities that you gained from graffiti are the most prominent? Well, I mean, I applied them to graffiti first. 
But I would just mm-hmm. say like a work ethic, like I refuse to be outworked. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There's so many people are better artists <laughs> than me on a, on a artistic level. Their throw ups will be better. Their pieces are mm-hmm. better. You know what I mean? Like their tags are cleaner. You know what I'm saying? But like, you're mm-hmm. never gonna, I'll always do more than you. Like, I don't care who mm-hmm. you are. Like I'll always, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's yeah. just one of those things, you know? And I think again, that's just been consistent through my career. Like it's why I kind of like, painted i ended up painting with a lot of people but like i kind of everybody to a certain degree you know what i mean mm-hmm. um i mean there was a period where i made a conscious decision to retire from graffiti but um you know i mean I, i'm trying to always do more and you know do it in in a way like a you know do it more and bigger you know what i mean um and i apply that to work man like you know, I've had a very successful career in this field that I'm in, um, you know, like very blessed to to be able to have that, um, you know, uh, and, it, and it shows there too, you know, so that's why I get promoted ahead of people. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I just refuse to be outworked. And the thing is, is like, there were decades of my life where I basically operated with little to no sleep. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. um you know, always being able to like tap into that, you know, energy inside you to just like power through and get some shit done. You know what I mean? Um, and even like on the artistic side, right. So like, you know, I had this job way back in the day, like painting these like big murals. And so I'm like, you know, I'm basically like a, um, like in the art world, this would be like an apprentice, you know what I mean? You're, you're doing mm-hmm. the fills, you're doing the big things, you're mm-hmm. staffing, applies back and forth you know what I mean but you learn as you go and so I learned scale like really you know scale as in large right because mm-hmm. you you know we would do these murals and be like the whole it'd be like a whole warehouse like the whole yeah. I mean like five story murals you know 300 feet long you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying and being able to be a part of that is really meaningful because you really learn how to like do these things and that's why I'm so good at rollers because you know <laughs> I'm damn near rolling in a whole fucking building, you know what I'm saying? Right. In the hot ass sun, no water, you know what I'm saying? Breaking all sorts of, uh, you know, labor laws and shit like that. And no one's taking 15 minute breaks. You know what I'm saying? Getting paid, getting paid no fucking money to do that shit. But at the same time, like, you're really you're learning, you know? Um, and so, like, I applied a lot of that to, like, you know, like renovating a house, for instance, right? Like, mm-hmm. so, you know, like we got this house and like, I did the whole floor plan myself, you know what I mean? And have it make sense and to be able to explain that to other people and execute the vision is like, I mean, that's just good one, you know, like I did that shit for years, you know what I mean? Um, to sit down and like freehand, a straight edge with a straight edge and a pencil only and to be able to to draw something extremely accurate you know like what i wanted the front of my house to look like i mean it's just easy to do like i can basically just sit down and do that kind of shit um so i mean you know it's, I, I definitely apply a lot of those um lessons but only like, there's a lot of shit bro like as i retired from graffiti like it took years to get to shift my mind from crime all the time to like pay taxes. You know what I'm saying? Like it was, it was a real, 
it was a real transition, man. It took a long time to really like get out of that or like walk into a store and see like some paint sitting over there and be like, damn, I should steal that shit. You know what I'm saying? Like it's so it's so long. You know what I mean? It's it's just yeah. it's just tough because you, you have know. to reprogram because you've been in this mindset for so long. Yeah, definitely, man. So like you know that transition is is tough, but I mean you know for me it's is worth it in the end. Um, you know, uh, but yeah, that's those those are definitely some lessons I took from the graffiti and can apply to mm-hmm. the to my to my actual career in life. Yeah. Okay, so we're, you know, at the tail end of the episode. So do you have any words of wisdom? Yeah, man, I'm going to be honest with you, man. So I ran into one of the kids that I mentored way back in the day, and I'm in this coffee shop, and he's there, and he was like, yo, he was like, I got these five gallons of paint, and I got some rollers and shit, and I got some extensions. He was like, yo, I'm trying to bomb. And I looked at him, and I was like, nigga, you ain't built for this shit. <laughs> sit down in front of the whole like I you know there's a lot of people and he was like what and I was like you heard me you are not built for this shit like you can't you're not ready to deal with everything that you're gonna have to deal with if you're really if you're really getting it in you know what I mean mm-hmm. and I'm gonna be honest with you man like most people shouldn't even fucking try this shit you know, because, mm-hmm. you know, I'm going to tell you right now, like everybody thinks it's like throw ups and, and glory painting trains and doing these whole cars and doing all this shit. And, you know, you racking your little pain and doing your little rack and return scams and shit. But then it ends with like all your friends overdosing, people getting like murdered and found in, in a ditch in Mexico. You know what I'm saying? Wrapped up in barbed wire. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. you you're not really ready for this shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, are you really ready to go to prison behind this shit? You know, because, mm-hmm. you know, some of my, 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 my bombing partners, man, like I got one dude that's going to get out of prison in 2036, bro. Damn. You know what I'm saying? Like, so it's like, you got to be prepared to, to accept everything that comes with this shit. And the thing is, is like, you're not even going to understand everything that comes with it until like 10, 15, 20 years later. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so when you're 13, like, you don't really understand that, like, you like moving in this direction is going to have some like really crazy consequences and not just on some like, oh, I got arrested shit because I mean, whatever. I mean, I've been arrested for graffiti a bunch. I've been a felon on paper since I was like 12 or 13 years old. So like, whatever. But like, what it is, is it's like, you know, graffiti is like one of those things that a lot of people will do from all different circles, man. And so like, people are going to go off and like, they're going to do drugs or like, they're going to have a real hard time with some shit that they did. And like, they're going to have, you know, mental breakdowns, you know what I mean? And like, you, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's a hard thing to sit there and, and be a part of that. You know what I mean? And and that's what I mean. Like, I don't think a lot of people are really built for the shit, which is honestly why you see a lot of people, they do graffiti for like two or three years and then they fall off. Facts. You know what I mean? And like, shout out to everybody who has some endurance in them, you know what I mean? And they can really do it over a couple decades. But at the same time too, like, this shit is like crazy because when you do it for that long, like, and, you know, I mean, I don't know, dude, like the last couple of years has been kind of fucked up. Like, all my homies are dying or are in prison. 
or are like super fucked up on drugs. So, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I did graffiti in part to escape like some inevitable like gang life and like drug dealing. But honestly, it was kind of fucked up because everybody ended up doing that shit anyways. So, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's, you got to be prepared for all of that, man. And then on top of that too, like you really might have to like fight and fuck somebody up. You know what I mean? Like yeah. beef is inevitable, man. Um, mm-hmm. You know, so, I mean, there's that, um, you know, and so, I mean, you got to be prepared for everything that comes with the territory, um, you know, so most people shouldn't do graffiti based on that alone because <laughs> you're just not ready for that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And um, shout out to everybody that knows me and, um, you know, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Um but, you know, my homie who's getting out in 2036, like, bro, he had a kid like the first year he went to prison. Crazy. You know damn. what I'm saying? Like that he so he went to prison like what, like five years ago at this point. Mm. Like his kid's going to be like a fucking man when he gets out of prison. Whoa. You know damn, what I'm saying? Dude. And like, So it's just one of those things, man. Um, you know, I'm not just going to straight up and tell you, like, no, don't do it. But like both eyes open you know what i'm saying um but you know i had a lot of good times man a lot of good memories a lot of bad memories but you know big shout out to everybody i ever painted with you know really like clicked up on some partnership you know um you know exactly who you are you know big special shout out to uh to you know um vic 20 and uh die for you know what Mm -hmm. i mean my kind of my last partners there um you know especially for holding me down in the street you know, um, <laughs> man, yeah, those are those are my guys, man. Big shout out to you for this platform. Um, mm-hmm. You know, this is my probably one and only interview I will ever do. So, you know, it's always trying to support the homies. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know what I mean? So this is definitely an art and bullshit exclusive. Um, <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like my advice to anybody is like, if you're going to do this shit, like you should really have like 10 racks saved up for a lawyer. Okay. Have, have, and have, you might want to have a lawyer on retainer to be honest with you, like stop buying some little bullshit weed or, you know, getting some sneakers or some shit, some dumbass shit like that and go take a couple thousand and go get you a lawyer because the legal troubles will come one way or the other. You know what I'm saying? And then you really need to, uh, you know, you got to be careful, man. Um, you know, uh, the Internet will have you out there uh, getting in trouble. And, you know, the police are everywhere, man. They're watching everything. So, you know, um, I'm very thankful that the last couple of years that I was really painting, we didn't even have a graffiti department. We didn't have a graffiti detective in Seattle. But I'm going to tell you this much right now. Like, when we stopped, though, like, they definitely, I heard about it. They, they took down a whole crew. Um, you know, kicked in the door and everything. You know, um, so I feel very blessed to be able to kind of, like, get in and get out. But at the same time, like, there's consequences to this shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, and then, you know, here's a, here's another thing, man. I'll just speak on for a minute. You know, you 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 accomplish all these things in graffiti, right? You do this, you do that you paint this crazy spot, you know, like I remember I painted this spot, man. And like, this shit was so meaningful to me as a kid, but I painted the spot and uh twist had an art show and I knew he was coming to town. So I like kind of threw some extra shit up there for him, you know, him and a were coming in, I think some other dude. And so I ended up meeting twist, 
um, at the gallery, like he's painting or doing his installation. I was like, yo, what's up? And he was like, what you write? And I was like, yeah, I write yellow. He was like, yo, cause you got that spot. You got that university bridge spot. And I was like, yeah. And it bugged me the fuck out that like, he like saw that shit. You know what I mean? Like this is twist, bro. literally one of the best graffiti writers of all time. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But who does that mean anything to? You know what I mean? Like you can never talk about that shit to normal people. You know what I mean? Like, cause it's meaningless. So it's weird. It's like, you have like, like if there was awards for graffiti, like I would probably have some. Yeah. But at the same time, like who can you really share that with? <laughs> there ain't no trophies in this graph shit. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, you know, um, like I, I painted what I consider to still be the best spot ever painted in this city. Um, with a very, very high honorable mention to Attic. Actually, no, I'm going to be honest with you. Attic painted the best spot because he painted a heaven, a freeway sign, in the middle of a fucking bridge. Like, wow. that dude, man, a big-ass shout-out to him. But I painted some shit on that same bridge, and it's it's still crazy, but, like... We might have to save that for bonus footage yeah, we can for talk, the Patreon. We, we could talk about that, yeah. But, yeah, man, definitely, like, no one really you know no one really gives a shit and then also too like dude like this graffiti shit like really like i don't know man it's just a lot of risk and reward and some days it feels like it's more risk uh than it is reward so that's it okay and with that you could be anywhere on the internet but you're here with us and we appreciate that catch us again Next week, same bullshit time, same bullshit channel. Once again, this some shit I just thought of y'all. Scientific fiction that's not admissible in the court of law. I'm out of here like Vladimir. James Gerald's over and out. Peace. Art and bullshit podcast. Art and bullshit podcast.